From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Uh, it is seven minutes past the hour. Just to give you a little life, quick little life lesson. Does time really fly by? Age old question. Consider this. Noah Hurley Baker becomes a high school freshman today i rest my case he'll be on the road in about an hour and 23 minutes does time really fly by that little boy who recited the pledge of allegiance and does so every morning on the program for many many years is now almost 15 years old how did this happen where does this time go? And isn't it a reminder to really focus on the important things, to really make every day count? See, it's not fatalistic with me. It's a sense of urgency. There's a difference. You can't live every second terrified that you're going to die. But you have to be mindful that you only get so many clicks and whew, it goes fast. I remember walking into Atlantic City High School as a freshman. We took the bus from the corner of Sacramento and Ventnor Avenue, the regular New Jersey public transportation bus. It dropped us off right at Albany Avenue, which is now Stockton University. And we walked in to this big school that had a basement and three stories, I believe. I don't think it was, let me think for a second, was the basement, we had the, the main level, and I believe there was a second and third level above, and then there was an entire basement level as well. And for some reason, that's where the freshman lockers were. I don't know if that was good or bad. I didn't seem to have a problem. But I remember that day. I remember it was the last time, intentionally that is, because we have this uncanny just knack for doing it. Our clothes are not the same, but we seem to on occasion. So if we forget to check on, hey, what are you wearing? I'm wearing a navy blue pinstripe suit, white shirt, red pattern tie. What are you wearing? Because yours truly and my identical DNA, Don, have this propensity to dress the same when we don't compare notes. The last time we purposely dressed the same. I'll tell you a little personal story. My mother was terminally ill at the time. And even though we were very young, we knew she was very, very sick. And she said... Would you please? She always dressed us the same, identical. I mean, not a difference. Every inch, same exact shirt, pants, the whole thing. So it's freshman year. 
And my mom says, would you please, just, just, just on the first day, would you please dress the same? She just loved it. She loved us dressing the same. I didn't understand it when we were little, but I get it now. So I remember saying, oh, mom, please don't make us do this. They're going to torture us. You know, the Margate kids are already on the bus. We didn't know this, but we were we were every single day. Imagine this now. Every single day, we were the last two people to not get a seat on the bus. So we are strap hangers on the bus. Technically, I don't remember any straps, so you'd hold on to the metal railing at the top there. But for effect, I'll call us strap hangers. And the Margate kids are just all in the bus because they, they get on the bus before we do. And here we are, identical. And I start hearing, and just the whole, the whole bus is staring at us. This is Sacramento Avenue and Ventnor to Albany Avenue in Atlantic City. All kinds of stuff. You know, you're meeting kids you never really met before. Maybe a handful of them you saw in sports or something. But I don't know about you in your day, but we hung out with Ventnor kids. We didn't really hang out with any Margate kids. Unless I, I completely forget, I don't remember ever hanging out with Margate kids. There was not a there was not a dislike, but we hung out with Ventnor kids. We played with Ventnor kids. We had sports and, you know, went to the playground and did all kinds of different things. So we came home and said, Mom, oh, it was terrible. It was terrible. They were making fun of us. It just was horrible. And uh, can we not can we not do that again? And so we had all the same clothes, but we would mix them up. I'd wear one of the things on one day. He'd that We didn't share the clothes. We had all the same clothes, double sets, but we didn't wear the same thing. After the first day. Hey, that was my first day of high school. How did yours go? And I will tell you, we became very good friends. And I will, I will also say that being successful in athletics was a magic elixir. Never really got made fun of again. Almost after like the first short while. When all of a sudden, whoa. These two little guys are running varsity. Whoa. And all of a sudden you're left alone. But they, I'm, I am understating the degree. Steve Brog, if you're listening, you were one of them. And then we became very good friends. They were horrible. Horrible. But, you know, look, these two guys get on. They're, they look exactly alike. They're dressed exactly alike. And you're, just, and you're the only two guys standing on the bus now as you went a little further a little further a little further more people got on but we were invariably i never got a seat on that bus ever it was always standing room only by the time we got on which i didn't really mind except for the fact when you're the only one standing you and you look just like somebody right there and they're all looking and they're they all have these comments 
But I guess in, in a way, though, maybe it builds toughness or something. I don't know. I mean, we took it well. We didn't cry or anything. We, I, I, <laughs> I just thought of something. We got off the bus. I said, hey, Don, <laughs> how did that go? <laughs> and we just busted up laughing. See, the other thing, the great thing about being a twin growing up is you always had backup. You were never on your own. And the other thing, and it, it really does extend into adult years, and it's not fair, but if you have a problem with one twin, you you I don't know what it is. It's it's in the twin code of conduct. It's in the identical twin manual of operating standards and procedures. But if you have a problem with one twin, you make it essential that you have a problem with the second twin. I've had I've had problems with people I never even met before that don't even know me and vice versa, because if you have a problem with one, you have a problem with the other. Now, that that is the good news is in certain things in life, you only get the short end of the stick. The other is also, I believe, in effect, it's not as it's not as overt. But if you like one, you also like the other. I haven't I haven't seen that play out differently than that. All right, when we come back after this walk down memory lane and in fact the announcement that uh Noah Hurley Baker goes to high school today, I come bearing news that will prove that once again and it's really it's such a dangerous sad situation. Once again, the president of the United States is simply a congenital liar. What else can you say about someone who simply cannot tell the truth about almost anything? I'll give you two examples when we come back in just a few minutes. We have Kirk Conover coming by at 7, Chuck Malamut at 8, Dr. Newkirk for half of the 9 o'clock hour, so open forum to close out the program at 609 407 1450 after Dr. Newkirk, a very busy news day on the Hurley in the Morning program on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one talk station. Fox News commentary. The August jobs report was slightly better than expected, but not nearly as tremendous as the White House press secretary would have you believe. I'm Tommy Laren. More next. With each mortgage free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's heroes. These heroes need your help. That's Gold Star and fallen first responder families with young children, our nation's most catastrophically injured first responders and veterans, and even our homeless service members. Help these heroes now. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Despite best efforts from Team Joe to convince you otherwise, the American people are feeling the pinch and struggling to afford everyday items as inflation remains high. But true, the latest jobs report wasn't horrible. The jobless rate did rise to 3.7% and hourly earnings went up just over 5% since last year. But here's the but. The increase in hourly earnings are still not on par with inflation. So while those who actually work are earning a bit more, that doesn't mean the trip to the grocery store is any less painful. But speaking of jobs, the economy did add 315,000 new jobs, which was a bit more than expected. However, apparently our illustrious White House 
press secretary didn't get that memo because before the Labor Day holiday, Corinne Jean-Pierre told us that the U.S. has added 10,000 million jobs since President Biden took office. Was it a gaffe? I'm sure it was. Will certain low information viewers and voters believe it? Sadly, probably so. I'm Tommy Lahren, and you can listen to all of my hot takes at foxnewscommentary.com. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I thank you very much for waking up early in the morning. It's 21 minutes past the hour. So this is just the way that it is. Another big Biden lie in the Democrat media is hiding this from the American people. You do recall Joe Biden himself directly to Peter Ducey and probably others. And and, uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary, has said the same, that Biden had nothing to do with this whole Trump search warrant stuff, any of it. He had nothing to do. He doesn't get involved. He doesn't do that kind of thing. He leaves that to the Department of Justice, blah, 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 blah. Well, what do you know? And this is why it's really important. I've been saying, and even some of the national interviews I've done, the people I've interviewed, they don't think that this appointment of a special master, this is before it even happened, was that big a deal because obviously you think that, well, they've looked at everything. That, that's, to me, I'm shocked at some of these people that say this stuff to me. What is it? Now, of course it matters that they looked at it, but if it can't be used, if it's spoiled, I mean, there's so many reasons why if there's attorney-client privilege material, you get it back. And they can never use that in any type of grand jury or criminal type proceeding. I know how important this special master appointment was, and I'm really glad that it happened. Now, of course, it it now shuts everything down. Uh, they can look at stuff and, and, and see about any type of national security type threat, but they can't use any of it, none of it, even if it's ultimately des- decided – that they obtained it legally right now they can't use any of it before a grand jury to to further any investigation you know when you get certain evidence that then all of a sudden you want to go interview people it, it, it shuts them down from doing any of that and evidently it's just one person and the person will have no staff and and they're saying this is going to take a while so this is how it works They're going to keep this hanging over Trump all the way through the 2024 election. You watch. But here's the deal. The special master ruling caught Biden in a lie. And I've got the exact words. On May 10th, 2022, NARA, and NARA is N-A-R-A, National Archives and Record Administration, On May 10, 2022, NARA informed plaintiff that it would proceed with providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. Ladies and gentlemen, I rest my case. As requested by the incumbent president. Now, by definition, will you agree with me? My fellow Americans, Republicans, Democrats, independent, unaffiliated alike, will you agree with me that this isn't Trump in Philadelphia on a campaign, you know, winder, stem winder? This is a filing. 
I repeat, and this was the filing to the special master. So do you see why that's important? This would not have come out. I saw a quote the other day about how the lie becomes the truth. And it's happening all the time during the Biden years. If it's whether it's Hunter Biden's laptop, whether it was COVID-19 stuff, the lie becomes the truth. I'll repeat this one last time just to uh, infuriate you. On May 10, 2022, NARA informed plaintiff that it would proceed with providing the FBI access to the records in question as requested by the incumbent president. Oh, my gosh. How does that happen? Just one more reason why I keep saying that the appointment of a special master was very, very important. And it's true. The Democrat media is hiding this from the American people, just like they hid the Hunter Hunter Biden laptop. You know why? I said it at the time. I said, everything, honest to God, everything we say on this program is either true the, the moment we say it or ultimately is proven to be true. From Trump collusion with Russia that we told you was completely fake and that Hillary Clinton was the one that actually colluded with Russia. It's exactly how it turned out. And remember, Hillary Clinton destroyed top secret documents and all kinds of records that were under congressional federal subpoena. She bleach bit the devices she destroyed with pickaxes the digital devices what happened to her nothing trump it's like you know right where everything was and then they send in the feds but notice there were no raids on hillary should have been she wasn't turning over these digital devices Then they said they mailed them. Oh, you didn't get them? We mailed them. How about Trump? You didn't get the documents? I mailed them. How would that play? Who would buy that crap? I wouldn't even buy that. You mailed them. What fool would do that? Remember Hillary? You mean clean them with a cloth? I clean them with a cloth. What a, what a liar criminal and they get away with everything it seems someone said to me the other day it was during the uh the long weekend and oh it was a glorious weekend oh just fantastic i said to margie yesterday i said i wish it could be friday all over again it was a really good weekend loved it love coming back too but loved it loved it a lot But I had someone ask me uh, at some point this weekend, are Republicans going to do anything if they get? I said, no, no, they're going to get the majority of at least the House. And yes, they're ready. They are ready with subpoena power to do what needs to be done, not do what the Democrats do. I don't I don't approve of you don't go after anyone. That's what this side does. They start investigating you, trying to find a crime. Now, what's so bad and so important about emphasizing this is that that's exactly what this country 
was founded to not be like. That's the way it is in third world countries. That's the way it is in despotic nations. Where if you are a threat, you get poisoned or they trump up some charge and throw you away somewhere. Pounding big rocks into little rocks. That's exactly what we're not supposed to be. If something is there, you do your job. You don't go pick someone like Letitia James running for New York attorney general or district attorney, whatever they call it. Attorney general, I believe. Uh, But there are district attorneys in New York, too. But she ran for attorney general. And she said, I'm going after. Vote for me. I'm going after Trump and everyone in the Trump orbit. What that means is that's that's Stalin-esque. That's Russian, Soviet Union-like. That is literally, show me the person and I'll show you the crime. They, they choose you and then they investigate you in every way that they can. IRS, anything they can do. Make up stuff. This is, the, this is what the Biden gang, that, that somehow, it, although I will admit he's been so bad that you really don't ever hear anymore anything about him being bipartisan or trying to unite the country or being a good guy. You don't hear that because he's, he's a filthy bum. He's the same bum with hairy legs playing with kids. He's the same bum that's written in his daughter's diary that the entire media knows what she says he did and nothing is done about it. You imagine if there was a Trump diary, they'd be publishing the whole thing. They wouldn't care who got it and how they got it. So, yeah, after this election, it's the Democrats turn. And wait till you, when I tell you, if you have straight hair, your hair is going to be like uh, Little Orphan Annie. You're going to have, your hair is going to go curly Q crazy. It's going to be unbelievable what comes out. 31 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. Thank you. 31 minutes past the hour. Harry Hurley with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A 45-year restaurant in Egg Harbor Township has closed. And that story was only up for about six hours on yesterday's clock. And it has gone supernova viral. I'm sure it has overnight and into the morning. Galloway Township resident Christopher Hahn, Margate City resident Jason Cohen are on the new Netflix television program, Dated and Related. And what? We'll From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. So far this morning, heavy rain has been hanging out just to the west. That'll push right on top of us during the daytime hours today. A good soaking is just what the drought doctor ordered, but please stay alert as serious flooding is on the table today, too. Heaviest rain will come from late morning through early evening. Most spots pick up one to three inches. Cloudy, cooler, humid, high of only 75. Tapering to scattered showers tonight. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. The number of people doing business online has skyrocketed. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know. 
It's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. That's true. 37 minutes past the hour. We're already um, moving at, uh, we'll say, uh, the speed limit, but a nice crisp speed limit and uh, with a good aerial view of what's happening. Got some pretty interesting email that I was checking during the break. One I'm writing back right now. It's a great letter. Uh, several other people that were writing about the fact, no surprise, that Biden lied. Uh, look, I, I don't say this to be unkind. Look at the track record. I'm telling you, whatever they say is a lie, and the exact opposite is always the truth. With a little splash of they are guilty of what they accuse the other side of. I mean, it's it's uncanny, but it's it is the rules for radicals playbook. And they're following it. Understand, and I predicted it, and it's all coming true. No credit. I'm not asking for flowers and rainbows and credit or anything because this is so easy to project, to predict. They are on course. I don't care what poll you see. They are on course for a very significant election loss. So they had to change the subject. If you think it's a coincidence that Trump got raided a couple of months before the election, guess again. And of course, Biden said he had nothing to do with it. And I just read you from the National uh, Archives Records Administration at the request of the incumbent president. I give them credit. That was good that they did that. Because they know he was out there saying he has nothing to do with it. Not only is that not true, that he had nothing to do with it, he was the architect, just the opposite of what he said. So the only possible way, the House is lost no matter what they do. The only way to save the Senate, because keep in mind that's very significant if they keep the Senate. Because they're probably going to do away with the filibuster. And they're going to put some crazy stuff together. Now, they can't pass without the House. They can't pass any legislation that the American people don't want. But for nominations and anything that requires advice and consent of the Senate, they would still have that. So that's why I'm really uh, getting a good feel that Herschel Walker can beat Warnock. You have to, to, to pull for Oz to beat Fetterman at two levels. Fetterman is not, he's not able. He's, he's too unwell to debate. Use it as an excuse. How the hell are you going to be the senator if you can't debate? He wants to stay away from Oz. Whether you like Oz or not, Oz is unflappable. Very, very intelligent. And remember, he was a great primary candidate. Uh, He was the recipient of a very, very expensive, what's called market saturation ad buy against him. And then it started looking really bad. Oh, my God, this guy's not even, you know, saying anything back. He's just getting 
butchered. Hi, I'm in a sweatshirt. I'm John Fetterman. And I sucks. And I don't. I love this guy. He's blaming other people for the problems in Pennsylvania. He's a lieutenant governor in Pennsylvania. <laughs> this guy's beautiful. But no, no doubt about it. Um, the comments in the opening monologue, uh, your responses, uh, I appreciate very, very much. President Trump said over the weekend, and I can't blame him for saying it. He said the FBI, what a double standard. They raided his wife's closet. What were they going to find in there? They raided his son's room. What a double standard. Hunter Biden, he's just on the, uh, you know, the tarmac. He's, He's walking up the steps onto Air Force One. And living in some villa that somebody else pays for. And somebody else is paying his back taxes. I mean, come on. What the hell's going on here? I don't blame him one bit. So they rifled through, quote, the living quarters of my 16-year-old son, Baron, and loved and respected former first lady of the United States, Melania, through her room. Quote, despite proven high crimes and treason and just plain common theft, all pointed out in the laptop from hell and elsewhere, they never raided or broke into the house of Hunter Biden or perhaps even more importantly, the house of Joe Biden, a treasure trove. This is a country that's unfair and broken. We are a a truly a nation in decline. The USA, quote, is rapidly becoming a third world nation, crooked elections, no borders, a weaponized Justice Department and FBI, record setting inflation, highest ever energy prices and everything else. And all, including our military, is woke, woke, woke. Most dangerous time in the history of our country, the former president wrote in his social media post Biden critique. I mean, that sounds like opinions, right? But it really isn't. I mean, you look at the military. They, they have these feminine hats now that some of them have to wear. They, they've completely gone goofy with, with so many things that are going on right now. And all the other stuff. Weaponizing. Of, of course, that's what's going on. I, I can't. I still can't believe they didn't calculate hey look if we do this raid oh my god you know what that's going to look like they 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 did it anyhow they had to have thought all right well we're going to get some blowback for this but we got to do it it's worth it anyhow we got to do it i mean this is so strategic and calculating and and obviously the visceral hatred of Trump just oozes out of their pores and they do it anyhow. 45 minutes past the hour, Kirk Conover at seven, Chuck Malamud at eight, Dr. Mark Newkirk at nine. The third story I didn't get to, we, you know, every half hour we do three stories you can follow, but I didn't time it well enough and I didn't get to the third. Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds, it's a story that we broke. I broke it at 
I don't remember if it was a very late hour uh, a couple of days ago. Atlanta County Prosecutor Will Reynolds has confirmed that an Atlantic City resident has been charged with second degree leaving the scene of a fatal motor crash. A colleague of mine has a story in Vineland of another person that left the scene of a fatal motor crash. Look, I know that when something like this happens, the person must really be panicked. And if they've been drinking or I'm not not suggesting in any of these two examples that anybody was drinking, but I'm saying if you ever hear about this kind of story, you think, well, was the person drinking and they just, I got to get out of here. I'm, you know, I'm not going to do well here. Got to go. Leaving is the worst thing that you can do. It is absolutely the worst thing that you can do. That charge of a second degree leaving the scene of a fatal motor crash, that comes with it a presumption of a 10-year prison sentence. I've never seen a case where it hasn't been between six to eight. And you can't, hammer time, you can't touch it. You can't touch this. It, it, it does can't go away. You can't be corrupt and make it disappear. Like David Copperfield in a 747 plane. Where'd it go? It was just there. Uh, leaving is the worst thing that you can do. And yet, on many occasions, that's exactly what people do. So that was the third story we didn't get to. Uh, prominent last name. I didn't get into it in my story. It's very, very sad. We'll be back. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. This may be the only time this morning or maybe forever that I get a chance to discuss this. I read a piece yesterday. I don't remember what time. Early afternoon, something something like that. And Margaret Court, if you remember, the great tennis player, I believe from Australia. She was, I thought, so eloquent in stating that she has respected and honored Serena Williams, but says that Serena Williams has never reciprocated. You know, it's interesting to note, there's just been this total um, blind acceptance that Serena Williams is the greatest female tennis player in history. Margaret Court has 24 Grand Slam titles. Serena Williams has 23. So I don't know that it is a slam dunk. She's great. I mean, they're both great. But I thought that um, Margaret Court, who's now 80 years old, she said, and I quote, Serena, I've admired her as a player. This was a um, Britain Daily Telegraph uh, rare interview. You think about it. When is the last time you've heard a peep out of Australia's Margaret Court? 
But she believes she didn't get as much credit. She doesn't get as much credit from the tennis world. She has reasons why she believes that's the case, including her conservative philosophy, her pro-life stance and other things. But she said, Serena, I've admired her as a player. But I don't think she has ever admired me. And that made me think. I thought, wow, you know, that's true. I've never heard Serena say, uh, well, you know, there's Margaret Court that has 24. You always heard and hear Rafa Nadal and, uh, and Djokovic always respect and honor Roger Federer. Even after they were at his um, number of, of Grand Slams and even surpassed his Grand Slam total, you would still hear both of them say that Roger Federer is the greatest of all time. Now, Serena doesn't have to say. She can believe she is the greatest. Um, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, when you're an elite athlete, being competitive goes with it. But I thought about that, and I thought, wow, all the time Nadal and Djokovic would honor Federer. I've never heard Serena honor Margaret Court. Quote, a lot of the press and television today particularly in tennis, don't want to mention my name. The honor has not been there for what I did do. In my own nation, I have been given titles, but they would still rather not mention me. Serena has played seven years more than I did, Court said. I finished in my early 30s. People forget that I took two years out. I first retired when I was 25, thinking I would never return to tennis. I got married, had a baby, but then had one of my best years winning 24 out of 25 tournaments. Court pointed out that she had a superior record to Williams after they became mothers during their careers. Quote, I came back after two babies. She said after having the first baby, I won three out of the four slams. She added that, quote, Serena hasn't won a slam since having a baby. These are interesting comments, aren't they? Quote, I often hear Billie Jean King saying that people didn't come down to Australia in my early years, Court said. But Marina Maria Bueno, uh, the number one, came down. So did Christine Truman, Anne Hayden, Darlene Hard. Plus, Australia had some wonderful players. We had five girls in the top ten. Leslie Bowery won two French Open titles. Court said she thought the life of a top tennis player was actually harder in her day. Quote, I would love to have played in this era. I think it's so much easier. How I would have loved to have been able to take my family or friends along with me, but I couldn't. I had to go on my own or with the national team. People don't see all that. We didn't have psychologists or coaches with us. It's a whole different world. That's what disappoints me, that players today don't honor the past of the game. Court said she was disappointed that Williams made little mention of her Australian opponent, Tom Jonovic, following her presumed last contest at the U.S. Open. thought that was interesting and uh, quite true, actually. But you may recall I've said Serena Williams is the greatest winner and such an incredibly sore loser, except, to be fair, except upon... The self-evident nature of this particular U.S. Open where she was not expected. She was maybe not even expected to win her opening match. 
And she did. And then she beat the second seed in the second round. And then that got people thinking, hey, maybe she's got a chance to win this whole thing. And then she she lost in the third round and was smiles and, and gracious and, and all of that. But I remember mentioning to you many times what a terribly sore loser she is. I don't remember Venus being such a sore loser, but I, I often I didn't make an excuse for her because of it. But my interpretation of it is she was so competitive and hated to lose and just couldn't accept losing because she believed that she was the best so that she should never lose so that whenever she did she was an incredibly bad sport i thought she was nasty to umpires chair umpire a little bit to lines judges as well uh but a very very sore loser very sore loser great winner maybe the best i mean that pirouette thing she does i mean maybe one of the best winners ever in terms of celebrating herself uh but very very bad loser except in her last match margaret court you are correct it'll go nowhere but you're correct WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Kirk. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I should have checked Dan Zarrow before doing it. Uh, If you want to know the best way to make rain... There's a couple of ways to do it, but a really good way to make rain, it's almost, uh, it doesn't fail, is if you have a swimming pool, fill the water to exactly where you want it to be, maybe like a little past halfway up the skimmer, and then you you can be assured that you will have 10 hours of straight rain after doing that. I said to Margie, hey, Margie, it's really low, and I'm worried, you know, it could get to the point where if you let that get below the skimmer, you burn out the pump. I mean, it's it would become a very expensive mistake. And so we filled the pool yesterday and even did it a little bit more than we should have. So now guaranteed the water level is now going to be above the skimmer completely, which then means you still have filtration technique, but you don't have skimmer suction and uh, so that's just my lesson for the day, because uh, we've been in a drought. I should have done this a while ago. We needed rain. I could have made it rain at any time. All I had to do is do what we did yesterday. Uh, this portion of Hurley in the Morning brought to you by Harry Hurley, former certified pool operator. Ladies and gentlemen, Kirk Conover is here. My opening comment to Kirk is his observations on an American president Standing what looked like in front of Dante's Inferno, it looked like Al Pacino, the devil's advocate, uh, fiery, red, crazy speech denouncing extreme MAGA and doing it again all weekend. Extreme MAGA. What I love is this lunatic 
incoherent, unpresent president that's accusing extreme MAGA of being angry and hateful and all these things when it is a deranged, angry Joe Biden yelling and basically trashing half of the country. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? And this is what this election has come come down to. And if you think it's an accident they, that he brought up Senator Johnson, they know exactly what they're doing right now. They cannot allow this election for the next two months to have anything to do with their two-year record. It has to be Trump, ultra MAGA. Now it's it was MAGA. Then it was ultra MAGA. Now it's extreme MAGA. I, hey, Kirk, what's next? What What's the next elevation after that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know either, but that speech was the worst uh, representation of the presidency in the history of the country. It, could you could you be any more undignified, disgraceful, and really, I mean, un-American? That that was not an American president. That that was a lunatic fringe lefty reading hate that was typed into a teleprompter. They wind them up and they have them read what they want them to read. And he shuffles out there and he does it. And tell me that optic didn't look like some kind of Soviet Union leader or not. It certainly is the backdrop of uh, a dictator. And it was very disturbing to see the Marines there used as props. Uh, And by the way, that's not even allowed. Now, I know the president is is immune from uh, the Hatch Act and things like that. Maybe that's something that should be looked at because that's, I know that's not that's not allowed. The military is never to be put in uniform and placed within close proximity to a purely political speech. Yeah, and, and the very disturbing part about it was the anger uh, towards fellow Americans. Yeah. And, you know, I've, I've said that. By, by the way, not like some fringe element. I mean, he's yelling and, and condemning half the country. Right. And I've, I've said it before, but, I, you know, the early stages of dementia is you change from your normal uh, personality to these angry uh, fits of, of awfulness. Um, well, remember, Kirk, this all was going on during the campaign when the guy called him out. He says, hey, fat. Remember what he said to the guy? Hey, fat. Yeah. Uh, he he is now unchecked. He's incoherent. I agree with you completely. I've made similar observations that he is he is exhibiting the behavior of people that have Alzheimer's, dementia or some type of mental acuity problem. He's got it all right now needs no cards with basic things say the vice president is smart uh sit down uh stand up i mean this is this is what it's it's degraded to yeah and let's go back historically the only other speech i ever saw a president uh demean you know uh, fellow americans was uh, jimmy carter's malaise speech where he basically blamed the troubles of the country uh, on the American citizens being in a malaise and not, you know, getting up every day and working hard or something. I forget exactly how he 
he he couched the whole malaise uh, concept, but even that was done with a with a gentle touch. It, it wasn't this this anger, and and it, it basically does nothing. I mean, it it doesn't do anything to solve any of the problems that they have created. I mean, they have ruined a perfectly good economy in 19 months. And, it, and Kirk, this is why, and we'll talk about this after the break, we'll get into some specific details about this. This is why this election turned the way that it did. It's why Biden ordered the raid. He said he had nothing to do. We have now from the National Archives, uh, NARA, the Records Administration people, that it was at the request of the incumbent president. That's not Trump. Unless they want to say that Trump is the incumbent president and that he wanted a raid of his own house, his personal house, uh, they exposed Biden in the filing to the special master. And I want to talk about that, Kirk, when we come back, because to me, and I know it's not getting really any coverage in the media, that's a really big deal. And I have the exact quote. This portion of Early in the Morning brought to us in part by Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Rising energy costs continue to be one of the top news stories, and we might disagree about the solution, but we can agree to make sensible decisions to keep our home energy costs down. Start by calling my friends at Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling Professionals. Their $79 fall heater and furnace tune-up special for new customers is at your service for just $79. Ambient Comfort will check and clean your system to make sure it's safe and running at maximum efficiency. And you'll be prepared to get through the winter season regardless of who originally installed your system. If your bills were too high over the past year, regular maintenance or a new system from Ambient Comfort may help with rising energy costs when comfort matters. Choose who I choose. Visit AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. That's AmbientComfortNJ.com. Or you can call 856-213-6586. That's 65, I'm sorry, 856-213-6586 for your $79 fall tune-up. Tell them. Harry Hurley sent you to Ambient Comfort. Here's Sean Hannity, our brief Hurley in the morning timeout. And right back to Kirk Conover and a lot more important content that basically you're not going to hear anywhere else. Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. And there's an article today, and I read this and it broke my heart. It was on oilprice.com. The way that Joe Biden is going to get oil prices down is to make the mullahs in Iran rich again. Quote, Iran is set to release 40 to 90 million barrels of oil as soon as the Biden nuclear deal is is approved. So they'll free up billions of dollars of monies that they've not had access to since forever. And then they're going to we're going to be importing oil from a country sworn to destroy us and to destroy Israel and make them richer so that they can couple their sick, twisted, evil ideology of convert or die with nuclear weapons. The conservative underground meets later today on The Sean Hannity Show.
I had a long list of home improvement projects this summer and uh, hate to admit it, but almost none of them got done. Thankfully, I can cross new window treatments off because of Blinds.com and their Labor Day sale with up to 50% off site-wide ordering online. Doesn't mean you sacrifice on style or service. So shop at Blinds.com, their Labor Day sale now through September the 7th. Save up to 50% off everything site-wide, plus great doorbusters. Blinds.com, rules and restrictions may apply. If you or someone you know was diagnosed with cancer or another serious condition due to toxic water exposure at Camp Lejeune, that's a lot to process. So where do you start? DDHelps.com. Start there to find everything you need to know about who qualifies, as well as a simplified version of your legal rights. From how to handle the claim yourself to when you may want to get an attorney involved. At Dudley DeBosier, we're proud to serve those who served us. Visit DDHelps.com. That's DDHelps.com. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. 21 minutes past the hour. Back to Kirk Conover in just a moment. All right, so I went to my trusty Dark Sky app, which has never failed me. It said the rain would begin in one minute. This was during the break. The light rain began. So there is light rain right now in the metro market. It will be very light as it begins it'll almost it'll go into the medium range uh over the next 10 minutes then it'll hang out there to about 40 minutes then it creeps all the way up way into medium and by the end of the hour almost touching heavy so we're in light rain right now and it says light rain until 12 noon then we'll have a more steady rain and and keep in mind, I don't know the last time I saw something like this. This rain began at about 20 minutes past 7 in the morning. It is scheduled to rain without stopping. Now, sometimes it'll be light. Sometimes it'll be more prevalent. It's not going to stop until about 11 o'clock tomorrow night. It's going to rain. In other words, I'm, I'm trying to tell you, it's going to rain for like almost two days straight. Not quite because it didn't start until seven o'clock ish in, in, in on this day. But it's going to rain for more than an entire day and more than a day and a half. How about that? I don't know the last time I've seen that. And this is according to Dark Sky, which, as I've said, has never uh gotten it wrong for me but from noon until 10 p.m tonight it will be not light rain it will be a rain event we're supposed to get 1.69 inches over the next 12 hours so didn't i do a stupid thing hey margie i think we need to put water it's really low that pool that that uh it's very very low <laughs> hilarious All right, Kirk. Uh, So we were talking about the fact that the president and the Democrats, they cannot talk about their two year record because it's high inflation, uh, trillions and trillions, four or five trillion in new spending. I mean, they've they've destroyed the country in every measurable way. Energy, everything, inflation. They got it at two percent. They took it to nine plus. So they can't talk about the job they did. So now they're trying to disqualify Republicans. That's the game. 
You've seen it. You had it done to you. Yeah, that's a uh, typical playbook. Uh, Democrats have never been able to campaign on the issues that you see that the uh, 82% of the country thinks uh, we're heading in the wrong direction as a country. And the only way that the Democrats can try to retain power is to, like you say, disqualify candidates based on non-issues. I really do think that uh, the election is going to turn on you know, gas and groceries. It's it's everyday pain that this administration has inflicted upon the American people. Yeah. And Kirk, I don't believe any of these polls. They're all Democrat polls. I don't believe any of this Democrat uh, demagoguery that's going on right now with them acting like Democrats. Oh, my gosh. Democrats might they might win. They might do the unthinkable. This is all propaganda, Kirk. Yeah, we've seen it before. The media lapdogs are trying to, you know, pave the way for that type of thinking. Um, I got to believe that, you know, whoever the mastermind of propaganda is in in the Biden administration, whether it's Ron Klain or Susan Rice, they are putting this out there, um, you know, telling the media, you know, we think uh, we're going to do okay. Uh, you know, our internal polling uh, on these different campaigns show this and that. So they leak that out and the media runs with it. Yeah, all you have to do, Kirk, and all of our listeners, go to Rasmussen, go to any uh, Trafalgar, go to any of the real polling outfits. Democrats are doing terrible right now. Republicans lead the generic ballot by six points. When Republicans led the generic ballot by one point, Two years ago, they picked up whatever it was, 46 house seats. They're lying about everything. Everything is a trick, is a lie. And realistically, all the Republicans have to do is say, my Democrat incumbent opponent votes 95 percent of the time with the Biden administration and then just show clips of that Philadelphia speech where he's degrading and denigrating uh, uh, American citizens and say, is this the kind of right. leadership you want? Right. And, and, and Kirk, let me you, you know this, but I want our listeners to 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 not get fooled uh, because I, I hear this all the time. Oh, my God, Harry, are we going to be OK? This is not going good. I said, no, no, they're telling you is it's going great. They're telling you it's not going good. Don't listen to what they say. Watch what they are doing. For example, Nancy Pelosi is maneuvering right now to be the ambassador to Italy. Biden hasn't filled that position. I want people to understand that. He's holding that. They know the Democrats are going to lose. She's already angling her way out. So what I'm trying to say, Kirk, is that's what is really going on, not these lies and spin that the Democrats... I mean, look, I I don't blame them. It's They're awful people, and they don't mind who they destroy... You know, searching Melania's underwear drawer and Barron's room and and all these things that, you know, go go for it. Uh, But that's all distraction because their record is indefensible. Yeah, they they created inflation with, you know, trillions of dollars of unfunded uh, spending. And, you know, they ruined our energy independence. We're now 
begging uh, the dictators around the world to pump more oil. And I just see today that OPEC uh, is going to cut back on their oil production. That's right. So they've, uh, and to me, the easiest way to solve all this is to get energy independence back. Because when you get the price of crude down, everything else follows. Because Kirk, Kirk, we, we've got to go to the break. Let me say this into the break. I opened the program with this, with the um, rhetorical question, does time really fly by? We've we've sort of made it a hallmark of our 31 seasons on air to just remind people sense of urgency that there's no guaranteed, you know, how much time you get in all these different things and how fast it all goes. Does time really fly by? Consider this. Noah Hurley Baker, who you know, Kirk, Noah Hurley Baker becomes a high school freshman today. <laughs> that is remarkable. How about that? Time does fly. That little boy that, that is ageless because we've never changed. We did change it one time when he got a little bit older and enunciated beautifully. We did change it one time, but that hasn't changed in eight or nine years, maybe more. Uh, yeah, he's he's almost 15. So anybody out there that doesn't realize how fast it all goes by, Noah Hurley Baker becomes a freshman in high school today. I rest my case. We will be back with Kirk Conover right after this. It's 30 minutes past the hour on the Hurley in the Morning program. And I have three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. A 45-year restaurant in Egg Harbor Township has closed. We have the story and we have some photos and we wish them well. What a run. Since Jimmy Carter was president, they've been open. That's been seven more presidents since then. Galloway Township in Margate City, Christopher Hahn and Jason Cohen, they are in a new Netflix show called Dated and Related. It's not what it seems. And the Atlantic County prosecutor, Will Reynolds, has confirmed that an Atlantic City resident has been charged with second degree fatal. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zarrow. A flood watch in effect for South Jersey until 8 p.m. Today's storm system presents our first widespread soaking in a while. But worst case scenario, three, four, even five plus inches of rain. That is too much. The juiciest air and heaviest rain looks to arrive from late morning through the afternoon. With the wet weather, it'll be cloudy, cooler, still very humid. High temperature today around 75, tapering to scattered showers tonight. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Do you have questions about Medicare? WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're investing. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you to the great one. He'll be on tonight at 6 p.m. I am Harry Hurley. This is Hurley in the Morning. And you're listening to WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, all because of you. And we know it. And you've done it again and again and again. And uh, we do not take you for granted for it. Kirk, uh, learned and confirmed, Noah Hurley Baker, Baker 1, is on the road. And Noah is on his way to high school. I still have to process all of this because it's it's mind-blowing to me that he is almost 15 years old, that time does not stand still for anyone 
that time really does fly by and that Noah Hurley Baker, I can prove this now because he has become a high school freshman today. He is minutes away from walking into high school. Noah, your granddad could not, would be me, could not be more proud of you. And uh, I'm so happy for you. And what a uh, great time this is going to be the next four years uh, in high school. It will be some of the great memories that will last a lifetime. It's all going to happen, Noah, and you're going to make it happen. Could not be more proud. Kirk, before we get on to serious business, well, this is serious, too. This is more important than what we're talking about, actually. Uh, Give Noah a shout-out, please. Noah, have a great day at school today. It's the start of a a new era in your life, and as your granddad said, there will be memories that last a lifetime. Awesome stuff. Noah, have a great day. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to hear about Noah's first day in high school. I'm I'm just blown away by it. Uh, While I'm being a little sentimental, Kirk, uh, please give Nancy my regards because Francis Tiafo defeated Rafa Nadal in four sets at the U.S. Open. I didn't see that happening. I didn't either. He was always one of those guys that they always said uh, he's got great potential and never lived up to it. And boom <laughs> i think rafa was hurting yeah i didn't i didn't get to watch the match if it had gone a fifth set i would have been able to watch the fifth set i turned it on and it was over by then i was following it though digitally i was working on something at the time i missed it i wanted to see it and i saw whoa he's down two to one whoa what's going on here then i saw he's losing in the fourth set uh he was not happy i saw nadal uh, who is a gracious winner, and he's a gracious loser particularly, but he didn't expect to lose in the third round, and he didn't expect to lose by, to somebody by the name of Francis Tiafo. Uh, incidentally, the first American to make it to the quarterfinal of the U.S. Open since Eisner, and that was a long time ago, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah, the American men are not. They haven't been producing uh, contenders in tennis and pro tennis. Uh, it's the, the women, on the other hand. There's lots of good American women. They're always, yeah. you know, pushing you know to the envelope to get to the semifinals in these big tournaments or finals. You have to figure, Kirk, that Nadal is kicking himself though, because Djokovic is not even in the tournament. That's another joke uh, n- no pun intended or i guess pun intended uh that's ridiculous that he's not in-, in the tournament at all because of goofy covid19 vaccination that's not even required but because he's a foreigner uh he is required but th- but then again all these illegals that joe biden lets in every single day no problem there i mean they're they're entitled to all benefits i mean you can't kirk you can't make this stuff up but nadal this the the wheel was greased for him to win this thing, yeah, but he's got he's got physical problems. Yeah, you know, he's got some kind of ailment that's chronic. Do you, and- do you believe? You know how I talk about chronological and biological age. Nadal, he appears to me to be older than his years, probably because he is. Well, when he started, everybody thought that he would, with his style of play, he he might. You know, be out of the game at thirty because his style of play is so physical. Yeah, and to make it this far and, and physical, be- and where speed is such a portion of his game, Federer has been able to stay quick 
Federer hasn't had to be fast, even though he's not slow. I don't want to take that away from the great Roger Federer. But I agree with you. Nadal's play was so based on his agility and speed from side to side and all of that and, and getting to the net, you know, from great distance away uh, in, in the you know backcourt, back to the front court. And, and I agree with that. It's, it's like um, Allen Iverson. The moment that Iverson would lose a step, he was done because he's diminutive. But when he was lightning fast, uh, you know, he could he could run with the big dogs. I mean, he was just fantastic. Uh, Nadal surprised me with his longevity, but he seems like maybe he's out of gas. Yeah, like I said, he's got this chronic problem that uh, bedevils his feet. I'm not I forget the name of it. It's some kind of thing that he's going to have to live with the rest of his life. And then in the middle of the match yesterday, he had a 10-minute medical timeout uh, where they taped both his wrists. So uh, Nancy's observation was, you know, there's something wrong with him. He's not covering the court the way he should. He looks like, yeah, like you, your phrase, out of gas. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's he's... I'm sure he's going to come back strong, though. He's going to be ready for the Australian Open. Uh, he's employing the Roger Federer um, strategic, strategically picking his uh, where he's going to play. So he's not going to, you know, play every two weeks, uh, you know, like he did when he was in his prime. But, uh, yeah, he'll be back stronger. And, yeah, getting back to Djokovic, I mean, my gosh, you know, he should have just flown into Mexico and crossed the border. Exactly. Sw- swim in. <laughs> and they, he would have had to, they would have had to accept him. Yeah, yeah. And I was reading yesterday that uh, uh, Djokovic is the highest earner, highest number, amount of winnings of, of the big three. He's got 158 million dollars in winnings right federer though is the highest paid because he's got that incredible endorsement deal i think it's like is it like a hundred million a year or something so federer even not playing federer was the highest paid athlete in the world yeah and you look at the economics of of pro tennis i mean that that u.s open you know like every venue is almost sold out uh, let's just think of the 24,000 in uh, Arthur Ashe Stadium and Louis Armstrong holds like 18,000 and those tickets are not cheap. No. Nope. And and then and then all the merch and all the food and beverage. I mean, that is a um that's big big bucks and and how about all the the sponsorship money and advertising uh all the patches and the big signs all over the place. I mean, there it's it's a very profitable sport yeah and you know i I heard your uh, dialogue about margaret court and uh, she thinks a lot of it is because of her conservative views that she's not getting uh the respect i think she's probably right about that you know federer to his credit he's very smart you don't know if he's a republican if he's a democrat it was kind of like tiger woods for for much of his career federer just is universally popular he doesn't offend anyone he's switzerland no 
Yeah, he's, he is. He's, he's a perfect uh, representation of Switzerland. <laughs> Which, by the way, was named by um, some uh, group that we're familiar with. I can't pull the name up right now. They were named the freest economy in the world and the freest nation in the world. Wow. When is, uh, before we go to the break, when is Federer supposed to play again? He's going to play in October in that tournament in his hometown of uh, Basel. I think that's the way you say it, B-A-S-E-L. He'll play on grass? Will he play on grass there? uh, No, that's a hard court. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he's getting ready for, he's getting ready for Wimbledon too, right? Well, he, he would be getting ready for the Australian Open, which first. is hard court. That's right. Yeah. So he's got to do right. that first. Yeah. Then they have that sort yeah. of tune-up. Do yeah. uh, you think he can do it? Yeah, Has have... he got one more run in him? If anyone can do it, he can do it. I mean, he's got such a scientific way of taking care of his body and his nutrition and his, his training. It's just is he, is he Is it analogous to say he's sort of the equivalent, the Tom Brady of tennis? Oh, my gosh. I think that's an excellent, excellent uh, comparison. And it it is because of the love of the game. A lot of people think, oh, they just do it for the money because they get... He's got the money. He's making making more not playing than he did playing. So I, I totally concur with you, Kirk. It can't be about the money. And Federer is now 41. 41. August 8th, he turned 41. Wow. Hold on. Don't go away. We'll be right back. That was fun. I enjoyed that. You know, the the other stuff, I I, I do love talking about the other stuff, too, but sometimes I just prefer to talk about other stuff. The the politics of today is so just viscerally hateful and negative and just awful that I I had a wonderful time talking about Noah, first day of high school. And that whole thing we just did on uh, the U.S. Open from uh, Nadal to Tiafo to uh, Djokovic to Federer. We'll be back with Kirk Conover. I am Hurley in the Morning. If you love South Jersey's talk station, then the WPG Talk Radio app is a must-have on your phone. Listen to all your favorite talk shows around the clock and instantly call them with just the tap of your finger. Download the Hurley in the Morning podcast. Send us your pictures and videos of breaking news and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app, a free download from South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're investing. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. We continue 53 minutes past the hour. Learned and confirmed uh, the package has been delivered. Uh, I repeat, the package has been delivered. Noah is in high school. It's official. He is a high school student. This is not, not no longer, Kirk, a construct. This is a reality and I got feedback that Noah really loved the um, shout-outs that both you and I gave him. Thank you, Kirk. <laughs> That's a good deal, yeah. He said it's, a, it's a new phase, and it's a great phase. Uh, we all look fondly back at our high school years. Without a doubt. Uh, now, Kirk, I, I've been writing these stories every day, and the, the, a lot of them are not good news. Sometimes they're very good news. But, for example, I wrote a story yesterday 
I think I filed it at about five o'clock last night. It's gone supernova viral, and it's a 45-year restaurant in Egg Harbor Township that when it opened, Jimmy Carter was the president of the United States. We were in what was called malaise. Uh, It was a horrifically bad economy. Uh, They were able to endure that. They were able to endure multiple recessions. They were able to uh, navigate through a great recession, which really for this area was a depression with the closing of four casinos uh, and everything else that went along with that. Highest unemployment rate in America in Atlanta County, highest home foreclosure rate in America, Atlanta County. They navigated all through that. But the pandemic basically and the inability to get staff and probably some things that I'm not aware of, but they have they have actually confirmed the things that I just said. And they're in the article on the app on our website. Kirk, I, I say this often on this program and I just wrote it to a friend of mine that wrote me a very thoughtful, uh, extensive email about our country. And I wrote back, our country's broken right now, Kirk. How in the world is, I mean, I understand. I mean, it's obviously a once in 100 plus years pandemic, but how are businesses that have been able to get through all the things I just outlined uh, knocked out during this time? And a big part of it is, Bidenomics sucks. That's a big part of it, but also the the big blue state lockdowns uh, is, you know, that is what has created the supply chain problems. And then the uh, continual subsidy from, you know, Biden's spending programs that encourages people, you know, not to work. That Hey, what am I going to take that job for? I don't want to do dishes. I don't want to be a server. I'll just get paid. That that really did wreck the country, didn't it? It sure did. It, it gave everybody the wrong message. You know, I mean, the whole uh, basis of the entrepreneurial free market economy is that you, you get up every day and give it your best. You know, you work hard, you take chances, you take risks, you invest in yourself, you invest in your business. And that all went out the window when you were forced to lock down, you were forced to operate at 25 percent capacity. And it's been proven, you know, there's countries all around the world that didn't lock down. There's states that didn't lock down for long periods of time. And those places, you know, are prosperous. You know, you raise a really good point because it's easy to forget they went from not being able to operate at all. And remember, they actually got told they could operate and everybody filled their freezers and their refrigerators. And then they got told you can't. That was as dirty as it gets. Uh, And then it was, yeah, 25 percent. And that's not even enough, really, to pay, barely pay the bills if you're lucky. But I remember there were restaurants, and and you know a lot of them, too. A lot of them are friends of mine that would say, you know what? I just want to be able to pay the bills. I want to be able to pay my staff, and I want to be able to pay the bills. They were so – owners have been so unselfish during this, Kirk. Yeah, and I saw something the other day that uh, these – a lot of these big blue uh, states are considering taxing uh, the PPP money, uh, you know, that these restaurants and, and other businesses got. So it's, I, I got to tell you, you know, I know Governor Murphy comes across as, you know, a sincere, nice fellow, but he should have been bounced out of office for the way he handled, you know, the, the lockdown of New Jersey. 
And in retrospect, you're going to find, and the studies are coming out, that these lockdowns did so much more damage than than the actual pandemic. Well, how about the damage to children? How about uh, the, the the degradation in terms of basic skills, math skills, reading skills? How about how many millions of children we lost altogether? How about suicides uh, and other uh, myriad of, of issues that have come about? It's devastating what was done. Devastating. Yeah. And education is the foundation of a you know, free society and a prosperous society. And there's going to be a big gap in what uh, the educational system uh, produces because of these lockdowns and the closing of the schools. And, you know, you, you just can't replace in-person instruction with a, a Zoom experience on a computer in your home no, you with can't. mom and dad looking over your shoulder. But, Kirk, see if you agree with this, and we're down to 30 seconds. Didn't it open up a lot of um, insight for parents to see the, the woke crap and the, the unacceptable things that were going on in the classroom? There, there, I hate to say it, but there were some benefits to, to what all went down, too parents got to look at at schools like they never saw it before yeah that's the unintended uh, positive uh you know outcome of the school lockdowns is that the parents did get to see what i mean i'm telling you without that comment from terry mcawful that parents have no say in, in what goes on in their kids classrooms uh youngkin doesn't win WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Kirk, that's the... From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I thank you very much and welcome back. This program, Tuesday mornings in the 8 o'clock hour, presented by Chuck Malamut, a financial advisor at Morgan Stanley. The information, views, and opinions expressed are those of Chuck Malamut and do not necessarily reflect those of Morgan Stanley or its affiliates. They are current as of the date of this broadcast, subject to change without notice. Neither the information provided nor any opinion expressed herein constitutes a solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security. This presentation is for informational purposes only. Morgan Stanley, Smith Barney, member SIPC. Chuck, if I could have done it on air yesterday, you know I would have, but... We had a best of with um, your birthday happening happening to fall on Labor Day itself. It's kind of ironic because you're a very hard worker. Uh, happy birthday, Chuck. Thanks, sir. You're majority age now. I can you're vote. You're 21. I can vote, yes. Yeah, you've been, you've been voting for three years, but you're 21 now. And go to the bar and get a drink. Yes, you're legal. <laughs> you're legal in at least 50 states and probably most of the uh the the the, uh, the world the free world. How are you doing, Harry? I'm doing good. Ah, uh, it was it was, you know, you work very very hard. I work hard, and when you get a couple of days strong in a row like that, it's it's fantastic. I'm not complaining. It was a great weekend. Yeah, it was. Uh, and uh, Atlantic City looked pretty pretty busy from what I could see. It was up 
early in the morning with a good friend riding uh, bicycles. So for a couple of days, and they seem to have a good crowd Sunday. But Harry, it looked like everybody cleared out Sunday night. There was not a lot of traffic on Monday. Well, and again, that was very that was early in the morning. It was about seven a.m. So you know, I'm sure still a lot of people were were sleeping on a on a holiday weekend, but. You know, Harry, look, the market doesn't sleep. Uh, Money and, never sleeps. And, um, and we'll get into we'll get into sort of chronologically what happened over the last several days. But I think it's important that your listeners clearly understand the path that we're on right now. Um, so on, on Friday, which seems like a long time ago, uh, you know the mark. You know global equities. It does seem it, like a long time it, ago. It I know global equities uh, were lower on the week, and and unfortunately here in the U.S. market, actually closed at their worst levels on Friday um, after the U.S. employment report. You know showed some signs of moderation, and we'll get into that in a little a little bit later with respect to what's happening in the labor market. You know the yield on the ten on the ten year Treasury um, increased actually twenty basis points, Harry, during the week. Wow, to three point two two, and the price. And I know you guys talked about it earlier this morning. The price of West Texas Intermediate crude uh, did decline. You know about four bucks a barrel, but now it's back up again this morning a little bit. And volatility, as we know it, or the VIX which is a measurement of, of risk and, you know, how much volatility does someone want to take or not take in a portfolio. You know, that moves inversely with the market. The market moves down, volatility of the VIX moves up, and the VIX did move up, you know, pretty significantly uh, to 26, and it was about 23 just, just earlier in the week. So, um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, Harry, Friday wasn't, you know, certainly wasn't a great way to end the week. Mm-mm. As we got into the into the holiday weekend, and what was very interesting is that the you know the labor report that came, uh, and, and we will discuss this in, in a few minutes, was better than expected. But uh, mid midday, it seemed like the market just sort of I don't want to say fell off a cliff, but it, it you know oh, we had some significant gains. We were up about one point two one point three percent. Chuck, can I comment briefly on the jobs report? Because I made it a point to look at where mm-hmm. did those jobs come from. Maybe you're going to talk about this later, and I'm, I'm, I'm doing something I shouldn't do in preempting it. But something like 80 to 85 percent of all the jobs that were created were 18 to 21-year-olds. Mm-hmm. So they're, yeah, they're, hold, just, yeah, hold, they're, they're fake jobs. Yeah, well, I mean, it's just hold that for five-minute jobs. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, but, but, so here's what happened on Friday. And I think the one thing to remember, Harry, last week and we talked about this as we got into what is you know referred to as the dog days of summer we got into you know the end of august um volatility on either side you know it does ramp up significantly because there's not a lot of volume in the market so and and what happened was uh, around noontime all the gains that were put in by the market um you know there were some delay there was a news uh report out there with respect to the delay in the reopening of a key natural gas pipeline, which supplies Europe. Uh, so once that came, the market virtually didn't have much of a chance. And, you know, th- that one report, you know, basically overshadowed everything that was happening here with U.S. jobs. And as a result of that, the market did close, you know, close at the lows, you know, for the week. So when you look at them at the markets, you know, 
Last week, Dow, S&P, NASDAQ off anywhere from 2.8 to 4%. So year to date, you know, now down anywhere from 12 to 25%. So the gains that we put in in late mid-June to the early part of August, uh, we're we're retracing that all now. And and the, the question at hand is, you know, where does the S&P go? As you know, as you know, our, our chief strategist, Mike Wilson, is probably the most negative on the street. I mean, he, he makes no bones about it, and, and we all know it. I mean, that's, you know, you know, he'll say something, and then someone conversely on the other side will say something different, and that's what basically makes a market. He's been more right on this occasion than wrong, uh, though, I think. I, I think that he has been. Look, he called it, and they called it absolutely correct when we got in that March 2020 uh, you know, lockdown, you yeah. know, with, with COVID and the, and the markets, you know, basically retrace those moves fairly quickly. But I think things are a little bit different now. Um, and we can talk about that as well. And the fact that we didn't have inflation then and now we do have inflation. And the next report that we're going to be looking for is going to be CPI. I mean, the market's going to there's not much more to talk about until the middle of this month. And, you know, so everybody's going to hang Hang on to the next report with respect to CPI. Um, you know, international stocks, again, did not fare very well as well for the week. And at the same time, you know, as we mentioned, you know, the bond market, the U.S. Treasury. Year, Harry, can you believe that year to date the 10 year Treasury is off about 13 percent? Mm. And I, I, you know, this has been the first time in my career, Harry, and I think basically, in a, you know, the, in the, it's from the inception of the market. You know that both stocks and bonds have been moving in the same direction, and unfortunately, that has been down. Right. Usually, when one goes one way, the other goes the other. That that makes it a particularly bad time, doesn't it? it sounds obvious. Well, it, well, but- it does because when you when you take a look at um, you know at what happened in in August in particular, uh, I mean, not not a great month. You know, bonds down two point eight percent, equities, uh, U.S. large cap down about four percent. Uh, small caps did fare better down 2%. You know, commodities, everybody ran to commodities. I mean, they were basically flat. Uh, and we do know that energy or the price of oil, you know, has come down. You know, every asset class pretty much disappointed, you know, during August. Mm. Uh, and as a result of that, you know, with the Fed, you know, pulling on the string, so to speak, with respect to rates, and we'll chat about this in a little bit, uh, there is discussion now that these Fed fund rates you know, could end up close to 4%. Wow. And, and the Fed, I think, Harry, is very intent here at not stopping. After I mean, they, years of basically zero. Right. Years and years and years. Let's get the break in. We're going to come right back. Chuck Malamut of the Malamut Group, they continue, he continues, here on the Hurley in the Morning program, the official, the exclusive financial advisor for the Hurley in the Morning program. 609-383-2010. That's the phone number to reach Chuck Malamut and his wonderful team uh, for all of your financial planning needs. 609-383-2010 with Chuck. I am. Hurley in the Morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. With Chuck Malamud at 19 minutes past the hour talking all about your financial matters. The Fed Chairman Jerome Powell is warning against 
premature loosening. So, so Harry, as you remember, we were off yesterday. You were away on vacation, and we were off last Tuesday. Right, you were enjoying yourself. I wasn't on vacation, though. You were uh, yeah, well. You were well. You were off. I, I, I took a so couple that's, days. That's a vacation. Okay. All right. So, All right. so anyway, uh, <laughs> it took like two days. So if, <laughs> vacation. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway, Harry, while you were um, on, on vacation, on, on leave. Okay. On leave, we'll call it. You know, the, uh, <laughs> they were in Jackson Hole when they met, and and Chairman Powell. We were everybody was waiting for that Friday speech and uh he spoke for a grand total of nine nine minutes and wrecked absolute havoc on on the markets because he left his message very very simple and and what he said was um restoring price stability is going to require maintaining a restrictive policy for some time in the words some those words sometime uh, you know, really spooked the market, and he, there are no hurry because that was to, in, that was interpreted as for an extended period of time, and, and there are no hurry to loosen. So, so as a result of this, you know, markets, you know, anticipated. Well, he, he they've been very very hawkish. The Fed they expected maybe somewhat dovish comments, and I think when you when you speak for nine minutes and you basically walk off because there are no questions uh you know the market initially that morning held well and was actually up for a very 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 short period of time but ever since a week ago last friday you know the markets have been down virtually every day and i think harry today pre-market the the the, uh the s&p the Nasdaq and the Dow, the futures are all up. But, Harry, the Nasdaq has been down six days in a row, six days in a row. Mm. And we haven't seen that in quite some time. So so the, the FOMC, as it's referred to, uh, needs to see, you know, all, all you know, they're, they're all data-driven. They need to see the data. And one month of lower inflation last month doesn't give it the answer. Now, the, the 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 good news is, uh, you know, with respect, and we kind of chatted about this just a minute ago, um, you know, with respect to the employment numbers, you know, what came on last week, you know, the expectations were that, uh, you know, we would be printing, you know, more jobs. And as it turns out, it it, it softened up a little bit, you know. The you know the, the I, I, wait I'm I'm confused and it, and it does seem like a long time ago, but I thought we were only expecting a, a hundred and some thousand jobs, and it came in at like three hundred thousand jobs, didn't it? Well, here's but, but yeah, that's but, but what there, I dug but, into. But there are there are a couple things that happened here. The, the, these are teenager jobs that go away in in a couple of weeks. Well, I I think part of it, Harry, at the same time, was the fact that there are, you know, the the there are more people now actually you know, out there looking, you know, for work, the participation rate. So that will that will raise the uh, unemployment rate. And that's exactly what happened. The unemployment rate did move higher uh, for, for the for the first time in a, in a long time. Um, and and I guess the, the, the word, you know, not as hot as as expected. You know, there were, you know, the jolts report is just oftentimes referred to, um, you know, we have a we have a after a slew of job openings in in that uh jolt survey 
and a drop in jobless claims earlier last week. You know, markets were were waiting for Friday for a really strong employment report last Friday, and that didn't happen. So when you look at the the headline data, yeah, the three hundred fifteen thousand new jobs that were printed was really close to expectations, but there was a sharp downward revision for the for the two months. I knew that was prior to that. I think we were lied to. I don't know. So there were one hundred and seven thousand positions that actually came off the books. Yeah, what a surprise. Um, so they needed good news, and they just—I believe—they just manufactured it. But whatever. But here's where we are. So, so if if that report did not come out of Europe uh, with respect to the, you know, uh, that natural gas pipeline, you know, being down mm-hmm. for, for for maintenance, I think you would have had a different result on Friday. You know, the the uh, labor force participation rate, Harry, uh, that increased from sixty two to six from to sixty two point four. It was sixty two point one. So that's a sign that we have easing labor sh- uh, shortage. That pushed the unemployment rate higher to 3.7 versus 3.5. Our average hourly earnings, Harry, at the same time, rose 0.3% month over month. And so all in all, the report that, that the Fed has now at, at, at their disposal, it should be a step in the right direction. Um, but the question is, Fed meets again in September, mm-hmm. and again, all eyes on the Fed, and the majority, about 65 to 70 percent, the consensus is saying that- 75 again? 75 Yee! basis points. 75, and then 50, and then 25 before, oh. we end, before, we end, before we end the year. But again, remember, all this is very, very you know, data-driven. Funny, as we get closer to the election, they're lowering the increases- I don't believe in coincidences, Chuck. These have been 50 and then 75 and 75. And so, I mean, they're going to come down. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, it's just, it's maddening it to me. Blo- makes, it looks like your blood's boiling there. It's, it's just, it's maddening to me how stupid they think people are and they can get away with this stuff. Because typically they do. Uh, Chuck, I was happy about your comment about more people are actually getting back or at least looking to get back into the workforce. This has always been a country, and this is a safe comment on a financial program. It's always been a country that if you're able-bodied, you work. They created this mess of if you don't want to work, you don't have to. That's terrible. Yeah, it's it's now referred to as quiet quitting. Oh, I know. I I did a whole piece on quiet Mm -hmm. quitting. Quiet quitting, for those who don't know, means you do the, the very minimalist, the very little bit that you can get away with without getting fired what a terrible and the other thing philosophy that, the other thing that, that happened last week harry quiet was quitting that, uh, goldman sachs um is now basically requiring you know, all employees to be at their you know yeah. at their office yeah five days a week oh yeah five days a week and now, it's becoming like oh, a horror show like going to work oh i mean it's it's amazing The pandemic hangover uh, is real. We talked about a 45-year business, and I've written extensively about it, and I congratulated them on making it to 45 years. The pandemic and its shock effects, if you will, after effects, took them down. Sad. It is. Really sad. I mean, uh, How many stores do you see, Chuck, everywhere, help wanted, help wanted? This particular restaurant, I went to their social media page as I was writing my article, they had four to five openings right then and there. It's everywhere. You know, Harry, I think if, if the 
Fed gets its way and the market, I mean, it's, it's evident in the market is what we're seeing with all the, the negative bias. Uh, I, I, and these rates keep get they keep pushing these rates higher. Earnings revisions keep moving lower. Um, not a great formula. And, and what will happen is there's been a number of companies that have you know, either pre-announced or announced, you know, uh, upcoming layoffs. And a lot, of, a lot of that in the technology space. And, Harry, you know, the, you have that, you'll have, sort of have that trickle-down mm-hmm. effect if they're cutting these jobs. Yeah. You know, that, you know that's what the, I, I don't want to say that's what the Fed is looking for. Well, cutting jobs. I mean, we haven't even, I'm talking to Kirk off the air uh, as we're doing the uh, Malamut show. We haven't even gotten past the number of jobs that we had on the books prior to the lockdowns. Right. So we're, I mean, anything we're doing right now, we're not even back to zero. Still playing a little bit of catch up, but I think, I think Harry, what's going to happen is as, as these rates move higher, uh, it becomes a lot more expensive for, you know, even, you know, the mom and pops of the world, uh, you know, to operate and the margins, the margins keep getting cut and cut and cut. And, I mean, I hate to say it, but that the Fed's looking for this. They 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 want a slowdown, and this is how they're going to get it done. And they want to shut businesses and, down. And, well, as Powell said, there's going to be pain. I mean, you, you have, you have Voltac- to- Voltacos is gone after 38 years. You have Gaspar's Italian Bistro gone after 45 years. Uh, it's it's terrible. It's terrible to see this. Chuck, I know you never talk about any one company, but is it a big deal this eight billion dollar CVS deal? Is that a big deal? I don't think it is. No, I mean okay. it's, it's certainly not. It, it, it's not noted in the in the pre market within the within the stock market on those on the, on CVS. Okay, I mean it was didn't come with a lot of fanfare. So it's a transaction. I think so. I mean, eight billion is still a lot of money. <laughs> I know. I mean, you know, I know we're you, in the world now where know, it's trillions know, now. Though I, I know you get you probably your bank account on it. It's like Ralph Cramden, small potatoes. <laughs> if I had it, they could have it, Chuck. If I had it, uh, Chuck. Let's get the break in. We'll be right back. It's halftime. For all of your financial planning needs, turn to Chuck Malamut, the Malamut Group, at Morgan Stanley's Northfield, New Jersey office, 609-383-2010. 609-383-2010. Also, Chuck, there was a Facebook post that I was tagged on that piggybacked off of your comment that said, see, Harry, you were missed on Monday and Tuesday of last week. So <laughs> somebody jumped right on that. Thank you, Michael. We'll be back in just a moment with Chuck Malamut. I am early in the morning with three stories that you can follow on our WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app right now. Powered by the all-new Bet Parks New Jersey Casino and Sportsbook app. BetParks.com. This is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network. We have uh, the following and a whole lot more content on the app and on the website. A 45-year restaurant, Gaspar's Italian Bistro in Agarver Township has closed. We have the story. Galloway Township resident Christopher Hahn, Margate City resident Jason Cohen. They are part of the new Netflix program, Dated and related but it doesn't mean what you think it means but it's a provocative headline and name of the show and the atlantic county prosecutor will reynolds has confirmed that an atlantic city resident has been charged with second degree leaving the scene of a fatal motor crash in atlantic 
From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. So far this morning, heavy rain has been hanging out just to the west. That'll push right on top of us during the daytime hours today. A good soaking is just what the drought doctor ordered, but please stay alert as serious flooding is on the table today, too. Heaviest rain will come from late morning through early evening. Most spots pick up one to three inches. Cloudy, cool, or humid, high of only 75. Tapering to scattered showers tonight. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. We're investing. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back. Margie asked me, and I forgot, she, she said, please tell your listeners that with the rain and kids going to school for the first time, leave extra time, and that the rain is, is happening to leave extra time. My friend Pat just called. There's a, um accident on Ocean Heights Avenue near Winnipeg. So if you're heading towards May's Landing, there is a significant traffic um, issue there. Be guided accordingly. Avoid the area if you can. Ocean Heights Avenue near Winnipeg, heading towards Mays Landing. Pat, thanks for the tip. Margie, thanks for the tip as well. Chuck Malamut, time is yours. So, Harry, it does, you know, the, the, the problems that we have here in our country with respect to inflation, it doesn't just end here. Um, and it's actually, it's, it's a lot worse uh, in, in some parts of the world versus where we are right here. And, and if you look at you know, the ECB in particular, you know, um, you know, right now fixed income markets are pretty much pricing at a three-quarters of a point rate hike, you know, in the European Central Bank. Uh, area. I mean, they're meeting. They're meeting this week. Inflation. I don't know if you saw this report. Up nine point one percent. It moved Ooh. higher for them um, year over year, and it was versus that's up, where we were versus up eight point six percent in July. Energy prices are through the roof. It's going to be a really tough winter here. Um, so, or actually, really tough winter over there, so to speak. And, you know, even... I think it's going to be kind of tough here, too, Chuck. It's going to be... I think it's not going to be... Energy is going to be very expensive. I, I think and, it's going to be easier here than it's yeah. going to be, you know, uh, you know, elsewhere throughout the world. But, you know, um, I, I think all these countries are faced, you know, with this, uh, with this inflation that's just out of control. Um, and... I think, you know, everyone is pretty much waving a flag and saying, you know, Europe is definitely in a recession. I mean, we're we're sort of we're teetering. I mean, Harry, I think that you said it. Well, I, I mean, I think we are. But, you know, with with the jobs being, you know, the jobs report, even though it was softer than expected on Friday and teenager jobs, people were still working. Um, Not you, but I don't know why nobody will say that. These were, I didn't. Well, I, yeah, I yeah. didn't see the actual breakdown, so I, I did. Can't, I can't comment on okay. that. But you know, Harry, another another problem we're having around the world is again, COVID. COVID doesn't want to seem to go away, and and um, in China, you know, they they are they they lock down another big city, uh, Chengdu. I think is how you pronounce it, or Chengdu. Uh, 21 million inhabitants. They locked them down on Thursday of last week, Harry, and they they put in additional restriction and says in uh, 
Chazin, uh, another commercial hub, and I heard this morning maybe Beijing. I, I think you've said it, Harry, their they're, uh, vaccines are not where they need to be. No, vaccine's terrible and, there. And as a result of that, you know, you know, things are tough in China, and as a result of that, that obviously impacts, you know, the supply chain. You know, as you, as you look at as to what's happening here, you know, th- throughout, you know, throughout the world, um, you know, how much, you know, are, are we going to be faced with this, you know, for the next three years, five years, Harry? When, when does this end? Great question. I have no answer on that. I, I know it's a problem. It's kind of, I guess, I don't want to say fitting because I don't, I don't want anyone to get sick. I don't want anyone to be hurt. But for China to have infected the world and actually be in a really bad spot right now because they can't get rid of it because they've never had an effective vaccine. It just, it just seems to go, it's just like that, that rotation that never wants to end. It goes around and round and round. And, you know, I mean, they said, well, this is going to die down. It's not going to be as, as, as severe as it was previously. But, you know, when you're locking down cities for a couple of weeks at a time, I mean, think about, you know, think about their economy. I mean, the real estate market has basically collapsed. Uh, you know, their currency rates have dropped. I mean, their, their, um, you know, their GDP is down. I mean, it's, it's not a great formula over there right now, that's for sure. I'm looking forward to this when we come back because the best in the business will give us an update. We know for all the times that we've talked about Fed quantitative easing, I said easing, now we're talking about Fed quantitative tightening program. Chuck will explain when we come back. Chuck Malamut, for all of your financial planning needs, 609-383-2010. Give Chuck a call. 609-383-2010. Get started. Review your financial uh, hopes, dreams, aspirations, your current situation, where you want to be at different mile markers along the way, college building years, retirement planning, vacation planning, full service financial um, team, at your service, Chuck Malamut, the Malamut Group, 609-383-2010, 609-383-2010. He is Chuck. I am merely Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. We're back. It's uh, 49 minutes past the hour. We'll continue with Chuck Malamon in just a moment. This is Harry Hurley for Batteries Plus Bulbs. I was just telling Chuck I need to stop by because I'm going to replace the iPhone 11 battery and hopefully get a lot more life. I'm sure I will out of the phone. The phone is great, but I want to get more life out of the battery. So as I always say, I don't ask you to do what I haven't already done. Batteries Plus Bulbs in Northfield at 900 Tilton Road and on Route 73 in Mount Laurel. Roy Scott and their team are extraordinarily service-minded. They have creative solutions to fix your cell phones and tablets, batteries for your various power tools, cars, boats, motorcycles, golf carts, and other devices. You name it. They have performance batteries. They have what you need to get ready for storm season because, believe it or not, it's coming. And they have generators and so much more. Shop local. Shop batteries plus bulbs and remember to tell roy and scott that harry hurley in the morning sent you and if you're bringing like i am a cell phone in or a tablet to be repaired no appointment is necessary just stop in for quick service they do a great job 
Chuck, I teased this right before the break. I think it's one of the um, – it's kind of ironic. I don't even know what to call it. But we've talked for years about quantitative easing. This is now the Fed's quantitative tightening program. So, Harry, the time has come. Uh, this has been out. It's nothing new. Uh, the bond market has a, a lot to deal with. Their, the Fed's quantitative tightening program is going to hit its stride this month. Uh, there's going to be about $95 billion that's going to come out of the economy each month, $60 billion in treasuries. Uh, $35 billion, I'm sorry, in mortgage-backed securities. And this, what's going to be happening here, they're going to be rolling off all this debt off of the central bank's uh, balance sheet and back into, you know, private owners like, like you, Harry. Um, so that's going to probably put a fair amount of pressure on interest rates. And it's going to reduce um, some liquidity in our U.S. financial system. And if you remember, we had the QE, you know, for for quite some time. Um, you know, the quantitative tightening, it's Harry, it's 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 ongoing. It's this is some. It's not starting now. If we look right now, you know, from June, it's been about forty-five to fifty billion a month. So now they're just going to they're going to ramp it to about ninety five billion and and again this is the you know you know what the Fed had talked about you know all that free money out there that was just sort of sloshing around free ain't free is it uh, we're definitely paying the price now there is- we said it oh my gosh your show uh, independent of your show it's so obvious I mean when you do something that's completely anathema to how an economy works should anyone be surprised that this is what we're talking about no this is what no you get. i mean it, 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 it it's not as if um you know it's not as if we didn't know about this harry potentially happening and i think everyone just chose to ignore it and went about you know their their ways of their life and now all of a sudden mortgage rates are higher every these the, the food and energy prices are coming down but you know, as I think we kind of said, getting to four to five percent uh, is not going to be that difficult. Getting to two to three is going to be a challenge, and that's where you're going to have some pain in the labor markets. Chuck, you know, over 31 years, uh, maybe maybe I'm wrong because I'm not an expert, but I'm very fair when it comes to showering praise and giving criticism. I, I have showered praise on Jerome Powell. I've showered praise on who's the uh, Janet Yellen. Um, I never thought that. Um, who's Andrea Mitchell's husband, Greenspan. I never thought that he was as great as as he was billed. I thought that was just reputation, not earned, but like some kind of, you know, wonder kind. Uh, But I I have no confidence in the Fed right now, Chuck. I think they're unsteady and that they almost don't know what they're doing. They missed everything from the fact that this that this inflation was not transitory, that it was going to be much, much more difficult. And now should we have any confidence that the Fed can navigate a soft landing? Well, Harry, recently um, the National Association of Business Economists, they went out and did a survey. And, and unfortunately, uh, their confidence level is about 25%. There you go. That they're going to... The I'm in the 75. F- the, the Fed is going to, you know, be able to navigate, uh, you know, a, a soft landing. It's uh, Their comments were either a not, you know, not very likelihood or, or not at all. Why couldn't they see what appeared to be so obvious? They just... 
they couldn't see it. Well, Harry, I guess the tea leaves that they were reading, um, unfortunately, at the time, you know, was giving different signals. I mean, I mean, there were a lot of people saying, you know, this, and you were, I think you were, the, when I said the first time, you know, the discussion was transitory. transitory. I went I crazy. Mean, I, I kind of wish the Kirk was here with you because I would have gotten eviscerated again oh, after, I just, I just, after that other comment that I made about the, the new normal. Uh, it, was, it was done several several years ago. It, it was so easy to see, and I can't imagine that people so smart could could just not not see it. This um, will be very interesting to hear what Chuck Malamud has to say about inflation and the supply chain. So we just talked about inflation and where inflation you know took us to, and <clears throat> indications are that if um, if. The Federal Reserve Bank in New York basically came out, Harry, and said without the supply chain bottlenecks that we are still living through, we inflation probably would have been closer to 6% at the end of 2021 versus versus 9%. So yeah. that's a big difference. And Huge. I don't know if you're noticing, but it seems as if it's getting easier to get – to get some of the goods that you're looking for. I, I'd be a liar, and I'm not one, if I didn't agree with that, because you see it on your Amazon purchases, and you see it in some of the other things that we're, we're doing. You, you remember, if you, thank God, I mean, I said to Margie, please, let, not let, let, let's not let any appliance go down. You try to order an appliance for your home. It was an unbelievable uh, journey. I mean, you or just even parts for the appliance. Parts, even, even worse. Yeah, exactly. Forget about it. You're you try to buy a new one because you can't get the parts. But, the, it, but the good news is that even with this inflation and supply chain, we're talking about that that the bulls on on the street believe that inflation has Michael Jordan, the Chicago Bulls, <laughs> Kukoc and Pippen, inflation, Paxton, what bull, no, the Bulls, right. not those. Phil Jackson. Bulls. Not those bills. Okay, so. Bulls, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. But I'm the sorry. bulls on the street were at the end of August were basically saying they think inflation has peaked. That would be and, great. And that the Fed tightening is, is, is almost over and there will, there will be no recession. Okay, there you go. So there's so this is why this is what we, <coughs> Harry, this we, is we what already makes, had a recession that we're probably out of. This is and what, for the first time ever, it's not going to be one the, because they can't allow it to be this one. This is what the market so the market is on both sides. You know, you got the, the you got the bulls. Chuck, would you do me a favor? Let me finish. I'm, I'm going to no no no. I'm going to let you finish, but I want you to mark the tape because someday there'll be two consecutive quarters of negative GDP. And there'll be a Republican president. And we'll have a recession. And it will be a recession immediately. Now, conversely, the, the bulls say we're, we're, we're not going to have a recession. The bears argue that the Fed has a lot more work to do as evidence in what's happening with these potential rate hikes. Earnings estimates are going to continue to drop and a recession may be inevitable. So that's, Harry, you have, you know, it's like you, that's why you have, you know, the one camp saying one thing and the other camp saying something different. The Bears seem to be winning out at this juncture, uh, but it's anybody's guess where we're going to go. I, I mean, I agree with you. Here's a shocker for you. I've never experienced this, but however, I did write Kirk back. I put Labor Day weekend, though, but Kirk was at Sam's Club. They did not have any eggs now I will tell you I was at Sam's Club at Sam's Club the week before and I could have had enough eggs till the end of eternity. 
So obviously the Labor Day weekend, people just pounded uh, Sam's big time. But I've never seen that. No eggs. But I, I, Chuck, I, 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 as much as I agree with your comment about the supply chain, I went to a, a rather you know substantial big box store. It's amazing how many shelves are empty or near empty. It's it's still not right. We're not there. We're nope. not we're not where we need to be. That's for sure, Harry. Twenty seconds. Anything you want to close with? So, Harry, again, look, holiday shortened week. Yep. Um, anybody's guess where we're going to go? Um, you know, the next the next big report is going to be CPI. You know, I'm reading from a lot of strategists and economists. That, you know, we're going to finish up the year on a good note. Ten seconds. And, and, and I think hopefully we're going to get there. 609-383-2010. Chuck, give Mike Wilson my very best. I'm a big fan. Uh, 609-383-2010. I'll tell him you said hi, Eric. Please. That's Chuck Malamut. When we come back, a doctor is making a house call. Dr. Mark Newkirk. Newkirk. Family veterinarians. We'll be back. Fourth quarter begins right now. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. Hi. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour. Just a quick reminder, it's going to be raining for quite a while. It's so interesting. After not any rain, it seems, the entire summer. I mean, try to find, try to think in your Wayback Machine a weekend that was a washout or anything like it. Uh, So we're going to get quite a bit. We're going to get just under two inches over the next 12 hours or so. It's supposed to rain. The last time I looked, it's supposed to rain in this area. Sometimes it'll be very light. Sometimes it will be steady, of course. But it's supposed to rain until 10 o'clock tomorrow night. So we would basically have rain for more than a day and a half. The, the water tide tables definitely need it. But when you get that kind of rain, you know all the low-lying suspects. Uh, move the cars. You, you just It's going to be a lot of rain in a short period of time. Joining us now is Dr. Mark Newkirk, Newkirk Family Veterinarians, a trusted name in pet care for more than 40 years. Dr. Newkirk and his team are at 3085 English Creek Avenue. And a reminder, I haven't gotten an update yet, but Ocean Heights Avenue near Winnipeg heading towards Mays Landing was quite a traffic jam due to a uh, traffic incident that occurred last hour. So be guided accordingly in that area for a little while longer. The dock is at 3085 English Creek Avenue at Harbor Township. To make an appointment, call 609-645-2120. They're on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Doc, it's hard to believe, but it's not officially the end of summer, but unofficially the end of summer has just just left us, Doc. How did this happen so quick? Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, the old adage that time flies as you get older, uh, faster flies. Uh, it certainly seems to be true. Uh, I don't know. It was, uh, yeah, where'd it go? I know. I'm with you on that. It does every year seems like it goes faster than the one before it because I think it does. It just feels like it does anyhow. I guess literally it doesn't, 
but and you and I think um, talked about that a, a month or so ago, where every year you have less of your life. So if we brought that in to the world of pets, it makes it makes a lot of sense that it would seem that way, even if it isn't literally that way. How did the month of August go? We we did everything we could to really pump up uh, your veterinary care. I hope it was a great month. Uh, it was a great month, and here we are in September doing uh, our, our Newkirk uh, annual dental health month. Uh, so the uh, dental surgeries are are scheduled, um, and that's, that always does good. It's a way to uh, get these animals in. Uh, we take a 20% off. You don't have to be a client here. We're just out to to take care of rampant dental disease. and. You know, this is a dental surgery. People somehow, you know, we need to explain that to people what it is uh, because, you know, they think, oh, he needs to he'll go in, lay back in the chair, and put on some <laughs> headphones. And, say, ah. You know, listen to music. <laughs> yeah, and say, ah. So, you know, uh, obviously we're being funny here, but sometimes people don't understand. No, this is a full anesthesia. You know, there's a cardiac monitor, there's a pulse oximeter going, there's somebody monitoring, uh, you know, the the respiration and the heart rate and, and you know, so and dental surgery, depending on how bad these teeth are, which unfortunately most people wait until they're really bad, you know, this can take an hour or even more if we're pulling teeth and suturing, so... Uh, it is a big deal, um, so it's important to understand that. But the other side of the coin is people say, well, you know, he seems fine. We can wait. I say, well, yeah, we can wait till he has an abscess, and then he's sick, and then I have a fever, and then I have to knock him out then. So which way would you prefer, you know, when it's yeah. on our timetable and he's healthy and doesn't have an infection or, you know, wait? So. Uh, but yeah, so it's dental month all month of September. Just call, say you heard it on the Hurley show, and it's a twenty percent off per Doctor Newkirk, and you want to get your animal scheduled. Uh, now, Doc, is that anything involving dental? I mean, obviously, dental surgery you've covered in- incredibly well. If you were doing a well check dentistry, is it is is dental month at Newkirk for anything involving dentistry? Uh, that's correct. Anything Good. at all. So if we just have to extract one tooth, for example, because it's infected and the rest of the mouth is fine, yeah, anything we need to do. Uh, dental disease is just rampant in our animals and especially in our smaller dogs. Uh, almost all of them have uh, bad dental disease. And we see a fair number of cats will have dental disease too. And the reason, in my opinion, is that these animals are not using those teeth as they were designed, which is to rip and tear uh, tough muscle and uh, chewing on bones. And, you know, that that's what the purpose of these teeth are. And uh, many people think dogs chew their food, and, and they don't. Their teeth are pointed. So, uh, you know, they may break up a large biscuit or something, but typically their food, they're actually mostly inhaling this food, and um, and then it's left for the stomach to digest it. So, and, you know, these milk bones and all that, that's a, that's a wonderful advertising theory and has no basis in fact at all. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, it, it doesn't take care of the teeth. So, Explain to your listeners, Doc, how do the dogs and cats, uh, for example, do 
following extractions of a certain number of teeth. And I don't necessarily mean like gum recovery and the, the, you know, the area of the, of the surgery. I mean, all that you explain to, to your clients, but how, how do they do with less teeth? Well, they do absolutely fine. Uh, in fact, you know, here again, since they don't chew their food, uh, we have patients walking around and every veterinary practice does with no teeth at all. Uh, they don't need them to eat. They just suck it up with their tongue, and, and they're just fine. Um, the nice thing is, though, because we're getting rid of an existing infection, and that's the other thing people don't seem to understand. You just well, yeah, the teeth look bad. No, that's an infection right there. You put your nose down there and smell that. It stinks. You know, that's an infection. And so, you know, this bacteria communicates with the bloodstream. It can go anywhere around the body. It can affect the valves of the heart. It can affect the the, the kidney, the liver. You know, it's just really periodontal disease. And and then if a human owner has happened to have periodontal disease, oh, now the light bulb goes off. Oh, okay. And you just see these animals perk up in their energy and their livelihood and their, uh, you know, maybe they start to play with the ball again. And then people say, gee, I didn't know he was really having a problem from this. And, yeah, so so listen to your doctors, please, when we tell you these teeth need to be cleaned and they need to be pulled. And uh, they do. Is they- it also fair to say that that infection can really, like you're talking about, the, the – um what a difference it is for the for the animal after they have that infection removed but that can that could become like a serious blood infection that that could go to to the heart and all these things that we hear about with humans as well yeah exactly and and it's it's actually worse because no human would ever let their teeth get this bad true you know we have if we have one tooth that hurts we're into the dentist or you know we're in there once or twice a year to get a cleaning. Um, these animals, you know, if, we could, if I could magically take its picture and transpose it over the owner's teeth and say, you know, would you like your teeth to look like this and smell like this? You know, that everybody would commit to do it. But uh, it's it's sometimes a tough, tough discussion to have. And they, you know, so. So it would be a really good idea, especially because you do this officially once and you've been doing it twice, uh, during each calendar year to bring your dog bring your cat in when there's not a problem and get it get the well check visits and things like that uh because then you can you can stay ahead of this can't you yeah you can if it's early or if it's a small area of the mouth you know sometimes we can do a short course of antibiotics we try to get the dog chewing on raw bones um, we're trying to get the owners to brush the teeth, so uh, it it becomes a little bit of work for the owner, and some owners do it faithfully, and some owners don't do it at all. So, uh, but if we can knock down that that partial infection, then that's a big help, and uh, and to get the dogs to chew it on some real bones, that's a huge huge help. Let's take the one and only break that we take. We're approaching 17 minutes past the hour with Dr. Mark Newkirk, who visits with us on the first and the third Tuesday of every month in the first half of the nine o'clock hour. And it's always um, very well received to make an appointment. You can call 
645-2120. And you still got plenty of time during the month, more than three weeks left of the month of September. Hard to believe we've been promoting in advance of September. It's just it's just snuck up on us right after the holiday. Here we are. And it's already underway. But it is a great opportunity to receive a 20% discount on dental services at Newkirk. That could be surgery. That could be the other services that Dr. Newkirk provides and his team. Call 609-645-2120. 609-645-2120 on the web at NewkirkFamilyVeterinarians.com. Back with Dr. Newkirk in just a moment. I'm Hurley in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 all because of you. South Jersey's number one talk station. We'll be back in just a little bit. Don't go away. Sean Hannity. According to the Wharton School of Business, their budget model, their plan for taxpayers to pay student loans could cost more than $1 trillion. Now, who do you trust more? Democrats that are selling this as $300 billion or the Wharton Business School budget model? I think I'll choose Wharton over them. Sean Hannity, weekday afternoons at 3 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Panda. Sean Hannity, this afternoon at 3. Now, early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is 21 minutes past the hour. We are visiting with the great Dr. Mark Newkirk of Newkirk Family Veterinarians, a trusted name in pet care for more than four decades They do a great job with your dogs, with your cats. Dr. Newkirk has more experience with exotic examples than anyone I've ever personally heard of. And again, I'm pretty well read on on the topic because I take what Doc and I do together very seriously. And I've not witnessed anyone go to as much continuing education as Dr. Newkirk does. And, And I would say maybe... I should do it more, but maybe I remember to remember at least three or so times a year, five times a year, maybe, Doc, to ask you about your philosophy in terms of why you are so big on your own continuing education. Tell us about that. Well, it's extremely important that, that any doctor in any profession keep up on, on what's new. Um, crazily, in our profession, because we have so many species, um, that there's always something new. So, you know, let's say a new medicine comes out for a cat. You know, that it's not the same as for a dog. So you, you can't just say, well, teach me about the medicine and I can use it in a cat, dog, a bird, a cow, a pig. So you have to learn all those. And, of course, if we start talking about the exotic species where we have, say, rabbits, ferrets, birds, uh, you know, they're completely different. So um, there are always new surgical techniques and medications. Um, so it's extremely important. And then when you do alternative medicine, like I do, that's another place that I have to go study every year. Is this, there's just so much new stuff uh, going out uh, in, in that vein as well. And so now we have herbs and acupuncture and uh, homeopathy and all these things. So uh, fortunately, I still enjoy learning. And um, actually, I'll be leaving on Friday for the Holistic Veterinary Conference for a few days. And um, definitely, we just always learn especially there how the body works because, and and that sounds kind of silly, but doctors are taught how the disease works and not necessarily how the body works in response to that disease. And that's really the difference 
in uh, holistic medicine, uh, you know, we sure we pay attention to the disease, but we try to figure out, well, why is this animal getting this disease? And so we're not just about, hey, um, oh, he has diarrhea for the third time this month. Uh, here's your diarrhea pills. And, you know, then it comes back. So, you know, why is this happening over and over? So, uh, you know, that's the big difference. And to really get down to, you know, even microscopic levels to figure out what foods and, you know, what herbs may help. Um, so, yeah, so we're always learning. Um, so I'm headed out uh, for a few days at the end of the week. Yeah, I think it's so important because you you know even after all these years, there's always something new for you to learn, correct? Yeah, there is totally. And um it it that will never stop and and that's the most uh you know fun and important thing um you know now i'm consulting with a refuge in south america that rescues um lions and bears and things from circuses and sideshows and uh they have a, a refuge center where these animals can live out their life so uh, you know here's a whole new group of animals for me to try to learn about because they they'll call me and say hey we have a a bear with this this and the other thing and so you know i got some more studying to do but uh, it's fun it's, it's wonderful to be able to to help all of god's creatures doc in terms of summer which we're going to turn turn the page in the not too distant future what kind of summer uh was it for for the pets well, you know, fortunately, it really wasn't all that different uh, from other summers. I know each summer we think the heat is worse than the last summer, but overall, you know, it probably isn't. Um, most people now are, are very cognizant about animals and heat stroke. You know, we hammer that all the time, and it's a very important topic. Um, and, of course, we see our allergies. Uh, the fleas start coming in July and August, so we start seeing all that. And here now in the fall, we will see allergy time continue. But the summer overall was pretty good. I think we only had one one emergency case with the heat stroke, so that's that's really small. So, you know, we're happy to see that. You know, I was thinking about the fact that it did seem – like it was a hotter summer uh we had no rain so that makes it you know very very dry uh so that's actually a, a, a good report uh in terms of that let me follow up on something that we haven't talked about probably in several months at least and that is fitting the right person or family with the right pet how do you go about if anybody asks you and i think i think they should i mean if i if i came to you and said hey doc you know, I, I want a greyhound, you know, for example, or something else. You might say, well, you know, get get ready to run a little bit. Uh, you know, are you up for that? If someone asks you, and I'm sure that many do, what do you tell them? Um, you know, I wish that many did. Um, it's actually very uncommon for people to talk to me first. So you, you, uh, they got, they have the dog or whatever, and then they talk to you once they now have these uh, experiences of, I guess, things maybe they weren't expecting would happen. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, you're, as you said, it's about getting your, 
you're the pet to fit your lifestyle. And if you're an active runner, then sure, a big dog that, you know, any kind of breed, German Shepherd, Rottweiler, Doberman, you know, they're going to want to run. You know, if you're not, then this is not a breed that you should get. And you also shouldn't get a dog based on the movies. So, you know, the 101 Dalmatians and the Chihuahua movies, you know, it's it's not like in the movies with many of these pets, and and you really need to understand the breed you're getting. So yeah, we wish people would come and schedule a time to say, Doc, can I talk to you about this, that, and the other? And you know, we're looking at this kind of dog. What do you think? Uh, you know, right now, for example, French bulldogs are the new popular dog. Well, you know, if you want to see your veterinarian a lot for um, skin problems and uh, <laughs> eye problems and things like that, sure, get a French bulldog. <laughs> you know, um, so and and we'll still see. Uh, you know, everybody has their breed, but you have to understand what goes along with it. And uh, so the Frenchies, yeah, we're starting to see lots of allergies. They're getting inbred, overbred because everybody wants them. You know, I was thinking about something. I mentioned greyhounds, and I know why I mentioned that, because I fell in love with greyhounds because of you. I'm going to blame Newkirk and the Halloween uh, competition that went on for a number of consecutive years at Newkirk. And there were the trio. You know what I'm talking about. They were in full, like, red, white, and blue, uh, all-American regalia, hats and everything. These greyhounds, Doc, were beautiful. They they can make, after maybe they've had racing days or whatever, you know, they, they do, uh, they can be great pets, can't they? Yeah, they really can. Um, and most people think, oh, gosh, you know, here's a dog that has to run. And, and they do like to run, yeah. But by the time they're retired, you know, a lot of these guys have some chronic injuries, so maybe they don't want to run very well. But they've been disciplined. They've been trained. And so these animals are they're great around kids. Um, they're very loving. Uh, they just, and especially when they're coming off the track, they just love attention. And, you know, they just want to be with you because their life changes so dramatically. So uh, Rescue Greyhounds uh, Association can be found on, on the web, of course. And, you know, here's a, here's a great way to give a dog a home and and experience a a new breed perhaps for most people the interesting thing about greyhounds is greyhounds are the equivalent of the uh o positive blood which makes that human the universal donor well greyhounds are the universal donor for our blood banks so uh, oftentimes you'll see the greyhounds clubs actually organize a blood drive and they send the blood to you know like the university of pennsylvania things like that so yeah, interesting little um, uh, party fact for you to keep in the back of your head. When you when someone comes to you and obviously there's just a bad fit, they can't keep up with the dog or just something uh, has gotten to the point where now they want to give the dog to someone else. And they, as you know, they can go to shelters and all these different things. Um, what do you say to people that are dealing with with a tough situation where they they're not bad people at all. They just they know they can't keep up with the current situation, uh, and that this winds up where a, a, a dog is in love with the family that he or she is with, and all of a sudden now they're somewhere else, and it, it it's um it's very stressful for the dog, isn't it? 
Yeah, it certainly can be very, very stressful. They're, they're, they consider themselves part of the family, and uh, they definitely have emotions. They grieve if they've lost a, uh, a, a pet friend. Uh, they, you know, show all these emotions that, that we do. I think the number one thing, of course, would be to talk to the people about what the situation is because perhaps there is an answer. They just don't know it. And... 90% of the time, it's all about training. And the dog just has never been trained properly, and it, you know, it doesn't behave, or it chews things up at the house, or you know, barks incessantly. And a lot of these dogs can be retrained. So if the people are at their wit's end because they don't know what to do, and they've never had a, a trainer, so this dog's going to need a personal trainer, not not a, a class at the you know local pet store. But, you know, you have a trainer come into the house, the trainer will train the human as well as train the dog. And many times then we can get a, a successful home. Um, but if not, uh, yeah, we always, if it's a purebred dog, of course, we try to steer them to uh, the rescue organizations. If it's not a purebred dog, unfortunately, you're kind of stuck with the shelters. Uh, as far as, you know, where, where do you go and what do you do? So um, it's a darn shame. But I think 90% of that could be prevented if, A, you talk to a veterinarian before you got the dog, and, B, you got proper training for the dog, uh, you know, when it was young. And then, you know, even pit bulls and uh, uh, greyhounds, you know, proper training, they're fine. They're, they're wonderful, happy dogs. Very, very cool. Now, when someone that hasn't consulted just falls in love, who knows, at a pet store or goes to wherever you you know get a, a, a certain breed of dog and these different ways that, that you can pick up the pet that you just believe you've always wanted, and then all of a sudden you realize, holy smokes, that th- this animal has so much energy, I, I can't I can't keep up. You find that out very quickly, don't you? Yeah, you do. Um, little behaviors then escalate into bigger behaviors, and and then most people don't know how to correct that behavior properly. Um, so sometimes negative attention, or that the human is thinking, well, you know, I'll make this a negative. Sometimes for the animal can be, oh, I got attention. Okay, you know, I'll keep doing this. So that's why I say trainers need to train the humans as well. But yeah, usually by the time they come and they ask me or whatever, it's it's usually out of control, and then that's the problem. Of course, it makes it much harder um, to to retrain them. But most dogs can be retrained. How do you how do you recommend that people that are either training or retraining, because it could be either, uh, and in terms of treats, because it seems pretty easy. You know, dogs. Every dog I've ever had including both of Lauren's dogs, any dog I've ever had, they love cheese. My God, if you say cheese uh, or you walk over towards the uh, refrigerator, the, the dog just just says happy feet. It's just it's beautiful and really cool to watch how happy they get because they think you're going. That means that's like, hey, he or she's going to that, that, that big box thing and then that cheese comes out or whatever. Treats and training, is that to a point? Uh, or can you train effectively without treats? I mean, I've seen dogs do incredible, like with hand signals and things. You just take your arm and push it down. 
and you're not even touching the pet. You're not giving any treat. And boom, the pet goes right down onto the floor. What is your favorite method of training? Well, treats uh, oftentimes work really well. The, the the thing is, and if you watch, say, at Westminster, they're giving treats to the dog, too. That's true. But the thing you notice is they're not giving the dog this big biscuit. It's getting a little bite of that. And proper training, when you're using treats to train, that's the proper way to train. So you take that cookie, you break it up into small pieces, because you you want to, of course, reinforce that behavior. So let's just say you're able to break this treat into six pieces. Well, that's six repetitive parts of the training with one biscuit instead of six biscuits. And then these dogs get used to having biscuits all the time. Next thing you know, we have a weight problem. So, uh, and it's, you know, the same thing even with cheese, you know, little pieces here. You know, the dogs, dogs are motivated by, of course, their sense of smell. And even the tiniest treat will, will motivate them. Uh, and so, yeah, it's, it's a great way to train them. It's a great way to train them for, uh, to be in the crate, for example. Um, many people think crates are cool. They're really not. Animals uh, enjoy, many animals, I should say, enjoy having that crate as a place to go, uh, especially if there's kids in the house. The dog has a, his little cave to disappear into. Yep. Um, so so crate training, uh, and of course that is the best thing to get the dog house trained, is using a crate. They, so. Is it true, too? I mean, I have one example uh, that I could draw from, two, two actually, two different family members that they actually like it, don't they? Yeah. Yeah, they do. It's their home. Yeah. Uh, it's their little room. They they like to sleep in there. So I have many um, patients, the dog, they just leave the crate door open. The dog goes in and out all the time, and that's where it sleeps or that's where it takes its bone. And so, you know, you can crate train these guys to really enjoy their crate. And uh, that helps a lot when you have separation, anxiety, behaviors, things like that. It's pretty cool. I, I, I hope that the, this special dog is listening right now. I know a special dog that actually goes into the crate and pulls the door closed. It's like you want to film yeah. it. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I just absolutely, yeah. absolutely love it. Uh, in closing, Doc, and then if you could hold, I need to talk to you off the air for a quick second. If you'll stay with me just for one minute. It's 38 minutes past the hour with Dr. Mark Newkirk. A reminder for the month of September. So you have plenty of time to get your situation um, in line and, and, and scheduled with Dr. Newkirk. Uh, 20% off dental services at Newkirk. I mean, that's that's a big deal. This is... These are things you need to do regardless, and we, we really try hard, not just on the two shows that Dr. Newkirk will be here, but in between Dr. Newkirk's visit to remind you that this is taking place so that you don't miss it. All of a sudden, you go in October, and you're going to be paying 20% more than you would have paid the day before. Six oh, And that's the way that it is. 609-645-2120 to make an appointment. 609 609- Six four five twenty one twenty. If you had to say in sort of a wrap up uh, commentary, the right pet with the right owner, how do you arrive at that decision? What's what's the the mindset, the process 
that you should think about. I think you can help a lot of people with that that might be thinking. I know a lot of people are saying, I think I'm going to get a dog. But you don't really want that to be some knee-jerk reaction thing. You, that's a commitment. That means, you know, like when do you go on vacation and what happens and, you know, you, you're not as mobile as you were. You're making if – you're, if you're the right kind of pet owner, you're making a big commitment here, Right. Yeah, you are. You know, figure this animal can uh, live for, depending on the side of the do- size of the dog, you know, anywhere from ten years to twenty years, and cats as well. So it's definitely a commitment. And the biggest thing, as we mentioned, is you know what is your lifestyle. You know, and if you're an athlete, exerciser, you're going to go for one kind of dog. If you're not, you're going to go for a different kind of dog. If you're trying to buy a, a pet for, you know, a grandma and grandpa, you need to buy a pet that's going to be calm. And uh, and maybe it's already grown, so you know, you know, you, you go to some of these uh, humane societies, and, and they don't know what the breeding is of the dog, so they'll say, well, you know, eh, probably get 35 pounds, and later he's 75 pounds, you know, so... Um, this is what's nice about adopting an adult dog, you know, especially, again, depending on your lifestyle and your age, because you see the personality, you see the size, um, you know, all the puppy shops have been done, so it's even cheaper for you that a lot, way. A lot of training also, in effect, in many cases, correct? Yes, yes. Now, what would you say, because it's all for different reasons, it's not fair to say, oh, my God, I'm not going to get a dog there because this had to be some kind of problem because the people didn't want them anymore. Maybe they moved. Maybe their their health. I mean, there's these are bad assumptions. There are wonderful adoptable pets, right? There are just many, many wonderful adoptable pets, and um, it's just uh, a shame how humans still... Um, abandon animals or don't get them fixed and let them have puppies and kittens and um, it's just a problem that's just been going on forever and will continue forever but yeah there's so many nice animals uh, in the rescue uh, places so just go and visit and you know they'll sometimes even get a purebred dog and you just put your name on the list and that's how I got my dachshunds Uh, I was looking for long haired dachshunds and you know one showed up and they knew I wanted one, and they called me, and, you know, that's how we got together. Fantastic. We're going to be right back. Dr. Newkirk, hold on. I need to talk to you off air for just a quick moment. A reminder, the dental 20% discount on surgery and all dental services at Newkirk Family Veterinarians. In effect, all this month long, the entire month of September, take full advantage of that because that's substantial. And uh, you'll be taking care of your wallet. You'll be taking care of your pets. Just makes good common sense. 609 609- Six four five twenty one twenty to make an appointment. Six zero nine six four five twenty one twenty on the web at Newkirk N E W K I R K Newkirk Family Veterinarians dot com. Doc, until we meet again in a couple of weeks, have a great day. We'll be right back. And yes, it's your turn to play. Six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty. Phone lines are open in between your calls. I've got a bunch of stuff that we didn't finish in the first hour. Uh, and, in, and in the second hour with Kirk. Uh, so we've got a lot of content straight ahead and also a lot of digital content. Uh, we had a great weekend in terms of digital content, some really cool stuff, some of it very fun, some of it very serious. Uh, wide array of items. We covered everything from a tragic hit and run, fatal 
crash in Atlantic City, just a terrible, terrible story uh, where a gentleman was killed uh, and the, the allegedly the person uh, and they apprehended allegedly the person they believe that did it um, left the scene and um, just horrible. My my friend, my colleague, Eddie Davis, has another example uh, that he covered over today or over the weekend, uh, I believe, in Vineland. Uh, just some terrible news, but also some uh, very, very pleasant news. We, we do cover it all on the app and at WPGtalkradio.com. We'll be back. Your call's at 609-407-1450 coming up in just a little bit. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we are back 47 minutes past the hour, ran a little bit long with the doc, so this will be a mini segment. Then if you hang in there, you will be our first caller. Just hang in there. We want to do justice to your call, uh, and we'll come to you right after the break. The um, digital content that I mentioned right before the break, just a few that I publicized this morning at uh, 6.30, 7.30, and 8.30. The 45-year restaurant in Egg Harbor Township that is closed, I mean, think about this. Jimmy Carter was the president when they opened. We were in a at least a recession, if not a great recession. I mean, terms that didn't even exist, misery index and malaise. And I mean, things that in the, in the whole history of the country, you never heard these terms before. They made it through that. They made it through, if I were to count, my goodness, multiple recessions. They made it through the Great Recession. They made it through four casinos closing. They made it through the era when Atlanta County had the highest home foreclosure rate in America and the highest unemployment rate in America. We literally had that going on. We didn't have a recession at that point. We didn't have a Great Recession. We we had a depression. It's just this area is, in my estimation, awesome and tough as nails. And everybody just put their head down and just did what needed to be done to, to, to make it, to survive. It was a very bad time. It's easy to forget when all of a sudden things get better. But they made it through all of that. And the they say it for themselves, so there's not really a whole lot of speculation here. The pandemic, and obviously it's very, very challenging to find staff. We've got to fix that. We've got to get back to where America, we, we fall back in our sweet spot of individual, you know, rugged individualism, as Kirk Conover calls it, uh, where able-bodied people work. This is a country that's always been extremely benevolent. Anyone that's either physically unable, uh, mentally unable, just simply unable to work we take care of our own that's what we do we're americans this was never supposed to be a contract where the government would offer up benefits that actually were better than working that that, to me that never made that never made any sense but if you look at all the businesses out there that now close one or two days a week that never closed businesses that were always open 24 hours a day that now close from midnight to eight or thereabouts, uh, you never had this before. So we've got to fix this. We've got to get back into the business. I was encouraged by Chuck Malamut's comment about work participation rate is getting better because 
I always said do not rely on just the unemployment rate because the way they report the numbers, if you stop look, if you stop looking for a job, you don't count in the you get vaporized. You just don't count. And and you can make anything. You start just taking people away. You know, if you if you threw the bowling ball and you put it in the gutter, but but somebody knocks down eight or nine pins, you didn't you didn't just knock down eight, nine pins. You put it in the gutter. So we really have to get back in the business of able bodied people have to work. Because actually it's it's all part of our societal evolution. It's all a part about the psyche of the country. When we have the Speaker of the House and other high-ranking people saying, if you don't want – this is a quote. I'm not making this up. To quote Joe Biden, this is not hyperbole. How many times does he say that a day? But this is not that. That's an accurate use of the, of the word. She said it. The Speaker of the House said, if you don't want to work, you shouldn't have to. To quote Jack Cittarelli, who says that? Who does that? That's called breaking your country, destroying your economy. Now, look, if you're healthy, you should work. Didn't your parents teach you that? Get a job. Earn. And then the next thing that you buy, you'll actually have such an appreciation because you will have earned it. Think about anything you've ever been given for nothing. No hard work. Nothing involved. You just had it given to you. The appreciation level, I don't care how much you say, oh, I really appreciated it. If somebody gives you something, you'll take it. You could turn 17 and your parents buy you a new car. You're happy. But there's something about earning and contributing. Contributing in your family, contributing in society, and then the, the, the pride of ownership. The difference between paying someone else's mortgage or paying your own mortgage that you were able to to put together the down payment that was necessary and to be able to own your home. Total game changer. When you're doing something that is for you and not paying somebody else's mortgage, for example. So if we can get that work participation rate up higher I don't care if unemployment rate goes higher. That's a fake out anyhow. Does anybody really believe that 97% of all able-bodied people are working right now? So we're not even we're nowhere near that. But whatever it is, three, it went up a little bit, 3. 3.6, 3.7, 3.8%, whatever it is. But it's always been the deal. If you were coming from another country, you either came here knowing the language or you learned it very, very quickly and you got to work because if you didn't work, you didn't eat. That incentive is now gone. And I, and believe me, I, I hate the way the word entitlement has been ruined. Maybe we'll have a moment to talk about that on the other side of the break. It's a big deal because an entitlement, they can turn that into a filthy word. We're not entitled to be able-bodied and expect that everything should be free. Because somebody else is paying it. We'll be back. Don't go away. We'll get some calls in next as well. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. 
WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Help the Tunnel to Towers Foundation do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's heroes. Heroes like Misotas Familia, who couldn't wait to join the NYPD to protect her community. She proudly wore her uniform, but was ambushed and shot in the head in the line of duty solely for the uniform she wore. She is survived by three children who received a mortgage-free home from Tunnel to Towers. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. The Labor Day event from Dell Technologies is here. End the summer strong by starting up a new season of productivity. Your business upgrade begins with up to 48% off top-rated laptops, like Vostro, taking performance to the next level with 12th Gen Intel Core processors. It's time to push your growing business even further. What's next for you? Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 FM, 1450 AM. South Jersey's Talk Station. Thank you very much. Great one. 59 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5. Tell a friend about South Jersey's number one news talk radio station all because of you and we know it let me squeeze this in and then we'll get we'll have a quality amount of time to take at least one phone call i want that whole language of entitlements i want it changed for example social security should not be called an entitlement program you've paid into it your entire life so many people pay i mean my father paid his entire life from the time he was a teenager until he was 65 years old and died, never collected one penny. That's not an entitlement program. You've earned that. An entitlement program should be something that you do not contribute towards and you receive it anyhow, like this garbage that they've been doing over the last two years, just inventing reasons to just hand out other people's money to other people who didn't earn it. That's how you ruin the country. Look, If you go back in time, every we're not a democracy, we're a representative republic, but every form of 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 a democracy of sorts always ends when people figure out they can vote themselves the treasury. And it's all over at that point because you cannot sustain it. Margaret Thatcher, the great Iron Lady, said that socialism works great until you run out of other people's money. It You become Venezuela. What were they, third most wealthy nation in the hemisphere? And look at them now, in the dark, eating their pets, if they have any left. It's a disaster, it, and it's 100% guaranteed. So don't let them say you're getting an entitlement when you paid, you paid that money. It's true, if you live a long time, you're going to collect more than you paid in. But I'd like to see that all changed and be called what it really is. I mean, that's a program that you paid every single paycheck. I guess towards the end of the year, you pay the, the, the amount that they stop it at a certain point. But you pay most of the year into it, and you've earned that. Don't let someone, some politician or someone tell you they've given you an entitlement when you've earned that. It's all mixed up. What what you shouldn't be entitled to, people are getting, and it's not being called an entitlement. And things that you are paying into, 
that shouldn't be called an entitlement are being it's it's as usual it's it's 1984 it's orwellian it's it's all these things dystopian it's all these things that we talk about welcome to hurley in the morning uh grandfather to a high school student first day um big day oh man harry congratulations on that i remember i've known you so long that i remember when mom and dad Noah's mom and dad were little kids. I know, and Matt, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And so many people that I've talked to, when you think about like how fast, that's why we talk about it all the time, how precious, how fast life goes. Don't live fatalistically, but live with a sense of urgency because it goes by in the blink of an eye. I vividly remember, it's almost 15 years ago, I remember Noah being born and having him in my arms, this tiny little baby, and uh, now he's almost five feet ten, towers over me, uh, and is in high school this morning. It's it just it blows my mind, and it just should serve notice. Just appreciate everything because it's we're only here for a blink of an eye when you think about it. Man, you don't know. I think he's going to get up to be. He's going to rival me. Matt, how tall he are you? The, tell uh, me how mid- tall. Tell me how tall you are. Six five and change. All right, you know like Noah, Noah is forecasted to be six four. Yep, I bet you. You watch. Oh, oh, I'm I'm expecting it. And be, I'm expecting it. In between my freshman and sophomore year, I grew from being a, a guard on the football team <laughs> to, to being a, a safety. I was I grew like six inches in a year. Growth, we'll growth spurts are amazing. And they, by the way, they can happen any time. Noah's father was like five seven as a graduate in high school, and he's six four, at least six three. But I think he's six four. Uh, he grew during college. It's just you never know how it's going to happen. All right, Matt. I'm not sure which college football team is is your favorite. You know, mine is Notre Dame. Uh, I, I was proud of the Fighting Irish. You know, a loss is a loss, but there are such things as a good loss. They held a team that was expected this year to score 50 points a game, 5-0, to a reasonable 21 points, led at halftime. Uh, in the ESPN poll, they only lowered Notre Dame from 5th to 6th. We'll see what happens now uh, You know, before the, the other um, coaches' poll and the, the USA Today and the other ones that come out. But um, pr- pretty interesting week first week of college football chip kelly uh he made a mess of himself over there at lsu it's a pretty wild week yeah well i'm not a chip kelly fan but i can tell you i'm an alabama fan and uh, alabama is i have to just say it i don't think anybody's going to be able to play with them this year it's almost looks like nick saban uh just reloaded because he couldn't take that they weren't the champions last year. I don't think anybody's going to touch them. Yeah, well, but I am proud of your Notre Dame because they were they were seventeen and a half point underdog. That is correct, and they could have won that game. That is correct on both accounts. They didn't have enough. I mean, the receivers have to get a little bit of experience. They just didn't have enough. The quarterback's good. The defense is stout. The defense. I forget the name. You you're better at that than I am. The defensive uh, head coach is—he's uh, a pro. He's a pro coach. He brought schemes and things. I mean, this was 
really one of the better, better to best defensive efforts from Notre Dame that I have seen. Matt, we are in the final 10 seconds. Uh, I always enjoy our time together. Uh, thank you. Brian Kilmeade is here. I will see you in 19 hours and 54 minutes here. We're already up digitally, and we'll write at least one more piece 